Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Thursday, March 9th, 2023. This sports program starts now. Rumors are in abundance. I did not know what the boys were going to be yelling there. I think it went a lot better than you guys were selling it moments before we went live yeah, on air. Good. There are a lot of rumors right now about a guy that's obviously very synonymous with our particular program, which is Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. We'll obviously have to chat about that. Also, what's going on with Lamar Jackson, the non-exclusive franchise tag? Immediately upon the tag being placed on Lamar Jackson, a lot of teams called every insider they knew and said, go ahead and say publicly that we're not in on the Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson sweepstakes, mm-hmm. even though we need a quarterback. Was that all a fugaze? Was that all a smokescreen? Because now we're getting conflicted reports that, no, no, there are some teams that are certainly interested in Lamar Jackson, but the entire non-exclusive franchise tag, two first-rounders plus compensation, a deal sheet that could be matched by the Baltimore Ravens. If he signs, does he never ever hit free agency? Is he locked in? There's a lot of shit to this whole thing. We have Michael Lombardi joining us here in about 17 minutes or so. He's former general manager, coach, uh, Assistant, assistant to coach, yep. assistant to general manager. Counsel. He's an author, a TED talker, yeah. a show host. Everything. He knows he fucking everything. <laughs> he knows everything about the business, though. Excited to hear how the process would go if another team did want Lamar's services. Mm-hmm. And what if it was for an amount that Baltimore would match and maybe Lamar didn't want, like... Yeah. We're not saying that we've heard that. Nope. Is he able to pick or choose with the way the tag is kind of placed? I don't think so. So there's a lot to figure out and discuss on that front. We have Dana White joining us, obviously, after John Jones, the GOAT, returned and choked a dude out in two minutes and 30 seconds. Then the ultimate fighter in, like, its 30-something season, uh-huh. whatever it is, has Conor McGregor coaching and Michael Chandler coaching, two very well-known personalities in the fighting world, driving a lot of interest. And then I believe... The man who's been on our stage all week wants to ask a question about that. Okay. Oh, oh, hell no. yeah. Hell yeah. So we're going to talk about it all. <laughs> Cannot wait to chat uh, the Slap League with Dana White. And then Vaughn Miller, a man who became a regular guest during the season. Hell yeah. A friend of the program during the season is back for the first time. He's training with D-Hop, and they're on that goat farm down yes. there. Yes, a few. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just kind of doing their thing. Can't wait to catch up with all of them. The Toxic Tables here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Look at this tone, huh? Wow. Very good. Pink. Tony. A little pink on the fit. I uh, will say Tony has remained committed to physical activity After. and dieting because we have a wedding in the office that is going to serve as a high school reunion, I'm yeah. learning. Can't wait. Uh, in how many days, Tone? How many days? Uh, uh, it was 40 at the beginning of the week, so what are we to 36-ish? All right, 36 days. Tony, you're crushing it, pal. Hey, baby, Tony. Tony's part of the morning pickleball, boys. Mm-hmm. It is myself, Tone, and another man wearing the exact same color. I didn't know we had a uniform. Oh, today. Evan Foxy's back there. Yep. You look great, pal. Zito doing a fantastic job. Zito was here late night fixing some uh, wiring shit. Hey, baby, yeah. Appreciate you, Zito. Go, Z. I was Hell. just reading the chat. They said the audio sounds immaculate today. Is that real? Yeah. In real. the ears, too, it sounds different. Yeah. Like more clear. I concur completely. Yeah. That was because Zito and a man named Jake that we had to hire here from local production, mm-hmm. uh, we finally just gave in and said, we got to get this shit fixed. But there's so many wires, you see. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that could potentially get fucked up. Zito stayed here late night with our guy, Jake. We appreciate it. Thank you, Z. Obviously, you got Nick up there. He's on the verge of getting married. Uh, he runs the audio. You got yeah. Dirty here. Bruce is here. Bailey's here. Mitt is on the 5 Energy phone line. one 432 3663 or one 4 Can't wait to talk to you and joining us for another day. 
This has been a fucking honor. Real, Real treat. Real treat. Truly. Not just on the show. More like yeah, just yeah, post show, pre show. Yeah, has not it. sucked on the show. No. no. Which was big conversation it was. the first day he got oh, here. There was a massive oh. chance. There was a big like and his wife was here, so it was a big like Hey, you can't suck in yeah, front of Can't do it. Like, deliver. Don't get up on that stage and be scared to death or whatever. This dude has fit in perfectly. The internet loves this man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. And it's great to see because there has been a lot of us that have loved this man a long time. I got a chance to meet him whenever I was fucking 18 in uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, and have a week in Atlanta with this man as an 18-year-old at the Sugar Bowl. Absolute living legend, all pro, 14-year NFL vet, Pac-Man Jones. Yeah! Look how cool he looks, dude. Oh, Unbelievable. God. Thanks for having me. Shout Ooh. out to PXG. Hey, shout out. <laughs> Bob Parsons. Bob Parsons. He gave us, like, a massive conversation down there at Radio Row. Hell yeah. I got a club fitting for them. Are you a PXG guy? I'm a PXG guy, man. Well, he's not going to like the boy you did yesterday. Yeah. You remember you missed five straight putts with Sammy's exploit right here. Mm-hmm. Maybe need a PXG putter. You live putter. to see another day. You, you know? do. True. And well said. seeing through those Versace sunglasses. Yeah. Woo-hoo! You're going to need him for pickleball, probably. Uh, we appreciate you all week, though. You That's have it. crushed for us. We are very thankful. Got his D-hop yesterday. You're You've been way too nice to us, Batman. Yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, there's a lot of rumors about Aaron Rodgers and his New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, <laughs> reportedly, what? Woody Johnson said, boys, let's get on a plane. Yep. Let's fly New York to California. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is that where the guy is? Let's go all the way out there. Let's meet with him. Let's chat with him. Woody obviously knows that this is going to be a big investment. The money is what it is, although it is open to be restructured and reworked and refigured out to help Whatever team. Mm-hmm. He goes over there. They go over there. 11 hours. Yeah. Did they bounce time. around to other places? Did they have a little cafe? Like, what he's like, anytime I'm in Southern California, got to go to this cafe. Did he just, or was it strictly an Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets meet and greet? I think that's a fascinating conversation. Because if he's there for 11 hours, we've gotten a chance to chat with Aaron. Yep. And then they're reporting that there's optimism in the Jets camp. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? Oh, there yeah. has been zero conversation. Uh, and once again, I still have been told nothing for strategic purposes because I got this thing That's right. in front of me mm-hmm. for three hours every Smart. day. It's not, I'm not the right guy. I have not been told. But from reading all the accounts outside in, the Packers seem to not even be a part of this conversation anymore no. for Aaron Rodgers. He's either going to retire, because I saw some people reporting, like, Woody had to go talk to this guy out of retirement to play. We don't want that. Like, some people that were negative on the whole thing. Everybody else from the Jets camp, like, bring his ass over mm-hmm. here. We want him. We love him. It's like Jets are retired right now. No, Is that how you feel, Ty, as an owner of the Green Bay Packers? Is that where we're at right now? Because this has kind of all just kind of happened Relatively quickly, yeah, I would say, yeah. that we've gotten mm-hmm. to this, this point. Week. And then there's obviously a shot clock with the 15th being the Souther Cap Gymnastics deadline. This is really taking interesting stuff hey, in the NFL. Wild. More specifically, our world. More specifically, what? your world as a Green Bay Packer fan your entire life. Yeah, I mean, I I, ba- I said on, I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday, I've basically resigned to the fact that he's not going to be on the Packers next year no you matter sound what. You so good. Good. It's unbelievable, right? Good. Zeta. It's that, actually kind of it's it's kind of weird how good it sounds. Yeah. It, it it almost sounds too good. Yeah, it Messing with sounds me. so it's good amazing. it almost sounds bad in my own ears. <laughs> yes. So I tested it earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay, I tested it earlier. Zito was like, "You want to test the microphone?" Because I think Zito wanted me to experience what we're hearing right now. Mm-hmm. He asked me like three times. I'm like, Zito, if you think it's good, I'm good, bro. <laughs> you know, I don't. And he's like, uh, "You sure you want to?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right. I will go check this out." Mm-hmm. I put it on. I start talking. I go to Nick, who's in the back control on the audio. I'm like, "Is this how I always sound?" 
And uh, Nick's like, uh, I don't know. We'll uh, check something. I was like, my voice sounds like much stronger. <laughs> yeah, much, clear. Like, yeah, much clear. clearer, much more. And uh, Zio was like, oh, we'll, we'll see. I was like, the people listening will be able to find out quickly. For yeah. sure. As soon as you start talking right there. Oh my God! Whoa. Good to know, Ziti baby. Let's go, guys. And Jake, and Jake, and Jake, and Jake. And Jake. If normally something's like off or something, I look at Zito, and I was like, "Is something? Something's something's going on here." And we sound good. But then, then I checked the chat to see their reaction. They were like, "Fucking audio is incredible." Pack, you heard it too. A little clear. You can tell it's way clear. Oh, Pac-Man sounds so cool. Oh, Oh, my God, so cool, dude. Wow. He's hit two for two. By the way, for giveaways for the people. That's right. Big deal. Cash App, I guess we do not have a deal with them anymore. Cash App support tweeted us. What the hell is that about? Yeah, I don't know. Back to Venmo. Yeah, I guess we're back to whatever payment place you yeah. can have. They yeah. kind of dunked on us on a thing. I don't know if you saw the Cash App no. support tweet. They, they dunked on us? Go get PNC. Okay? What's that? Go get PNC. I don't know if they have a cash <laughs> share. What about Zelle? Maybe, potentially. Yeah. I mean, there's Chase? others out there. That's what PNC uses. I thought we were in the middle of a conversation with them. I didn't know that it was like that. They, they kind of dunked on us. Done deal. Oh, good run, then. Will will not happen again, I've been assured. Oh, okay. I've got right. the deal with All Cash right, so App. Okay. We just did a full thing here. There we go. We just figured it out. Full circle. <laughs> hey, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. 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 Anyways, huh. a lot of winners because of this man, yes. including us. We appreciate you, Pack. Back into it, though. You've kind of just come to the conclusion as a Packers fan, as a Packers owner, the Aaron Rodgers time is done. It seems like that has become the conversation like for everybody, not just Packers fans. Yeah, I mean, you re- it's it's tough to come to the conclusion that he's going to be back and playing with the Packers when you read all the stuff on Twitter. And again, like we've mentioned, you know, it's not like Rodgers is out there telling a bunch of insiders like, hey, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm doing. But, you know, th- there's... The, the Packers and the Jets are both getting their stories out there and kind of getting their ducks in a row. So it's like when you see all this stuff constantly just saying, like, Packers are prepared to move on to, to Jordan Love, that's kind of just the way it is. And, it, I mean, what are you going to do at this point? Like, if you're me, like, you know, a lot, are a lot of Packers fans pissed, I'm sure. But it's like you, you kind of, for the last couple years, you've kind of seen the light at the end of the tunnel. And, yeah, would it have been awesome to see him retire as a Packer? Absolutely. Do I want him to play for the Packers this upcoming year? Of course. But also, you know, he's given he's given the franchise, a and me personally, like a lot of great memories watching him play. Won a Super Bowl. Like, I'll hold on to that forever. And sometimes you just kind of, you know, it, it is crazy that it's – how are you leaning right now at this exact moment? What do you think? Happened? I think he's going to play for the Jets. Okay, so that's oh, yeah. Packers owner right yeah. there. I think he's too good. He's just too good. And he said in that Aubrey Marcus po- uh, podcast, like in you know 2019 or whatever, when, when the they, floor came. Yeah, exactly. When they went to the NFC Championship, and he still like he, he didn't have stats that were you know kind of normal for his career. He threw 24 touchdowns and I think like two picks. And he said a lot of people were doubting him then, saying, "Hey, this guy's washed. He's done." And he then won- what? He won two MVPs, and that's kind of what he said in that was he's like, I still – I after last year, like, I know that I have more to prove, like, and I and I want to prove people wrong. So I just have a tough time imagining – could he retire? Absolutely. I, I think he's kind of said, and, and you mentioned yesterday, like, he's a different dude. Like, he, he's probably at peace with what he's done in his NFL career. He's made money. He's made yeah. a lot of money. Smart investments. Exactly. Like, Resume. as a businessman, he's also good. And yeah. like Greeny said yesterday, like, he's one of those guys where it's not going to be you retire and then, oh, what am I going to do? Like, he's going to be able to earn money – off his name and what he's done for the rest of his life. But I do just, I think he just, he's too good. It's not, you know, he's not in a position where it's like, I need to retire. He understands how good he is. And then you, you listen to what Greeny said about the Jets. Like, that's a, that's a pretty alluring position to be in where it's like, hey, if I go 
win a Super Bowl or take the Jets deep into the playoffs in the biggest media market in the world. King like, of New York. Mm-hmm. Joe Namath. Exactly. Still, right. Still being like, hey, yeah, Monday Night guy. Football, New yeah. York Jets. Broadway. Joe Namath is going to be on the sideline. And Greeny said he won like three games after he won <laughs> yeah, that Super exactly. Bowl. And then I looked into it a little bit. Super Bowl stats. Not, I don't know if not great. No, I don't era. know if Joe was the guy. Yeah, no. exactly. But you're the, the the king of it all. You said yesterday that you didn't think, or maybe it was uh, two days ago. They've all been. Hey, time flies around. But you said like you don't see him going out like that. Is that still how you feel? And with all the new news, and this is like, and I know you got a chance to do a radio show on Sirius with I'm at covering it every day. Like every new piece of information that comes, we have to address because we're covering stories almost, and there's a wave. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's gotten to the point where it's either retirement or Jets publicly by everybody. Now, Aaron has not said anything publicly to me. Has he said something to AJ? Probably. We don't Definitely. know. We think. He's, we always, think. he's always trying to deflect. What about Greeny's meat? What a, yeah, exactly. You know, like uh-huh. he's doing all yeah, that right. type of stuff. Talk about do you, penis. Well, how do you feel about the whole situation now that we've covered it here for three days and a lot of shit has happened over the last three days? Well, I, I feel the same, but the biggest point I'm getting out of is the Jets haven't had a, well, had a different quarterback for the last, what, six, seven years? Yes, we haven't heard nothing about Woody flying. 11 hours to see no other quarterback, and it's been really bad for the quarterbacks there. True. Mm -hmm. For him to get on this plane to go 11 hours, and me personally, I think I know Aaron Rodgers' pedigree as a player. There's no way he's going to leave the game after the season that they had last That's the thing that a lot of guys can't – not just quarterback position, but everybody. Everybody who wants to go out on top. Everybody thinks that they still have greatness. We thought Tom Brady was going to continue to chase the dragon. Yeah. Like forever, the greatness, the greatness, the greatness. And we were worried that what happened to a lot of the greats that we remember in our eyes, the final couple of years, thank God, like history only remembers the bangers of the guys. Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes when you're living through it where it's like, okay, this is obviously a different form of this particular person. It is hard to stop doing what you've been great at for a long time. So let alone the fact that he is still great, but even that want to chase it, which you say to the pedigree of the athlete he is, humans in that realm are always chasing greatness, it feels like, right? Yeah, and greats always watch greats. He's, everybody know what Tom Brady just did. I'm quite sure Aaron Rodgers sitting there in a the dark room Mm-hmm. Just coming to and like, ah, I just seen what Brady just did. Dun, 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 dun. Jets have one of the best defense in the league. They're very young, and they have enough offensive weapons okay. for them to be contenders. So I, I think this is a no-brainer. And who says they won't add offensive exactly. weapons? Right. right. Yeah. Hasn't that been something that allegedly has been talked about in Green Bay for a long time? Like, hey, we'd like to add some we- – can we add weapons? Can we add weapons? If Woody's hopping on a plane going all the way over there, has it been confirmed that, like, Woody did that without being asked? Like, he's like, oh, I'm going to do this? Has that been talked about at all? Not Do we really. know who set so. that up? How that go, went about getting set up? So. I don't no, think so. I, I don't How know either. Woody? My I would assume he's, I'm coming to yeah, you. Yeah, I'm I think, gonna come I think talk once to you. they got the okay from the Packers to, like— He's like, we're not Zooming. We're not yeah, FaceTiming. fuck that. I'm Love going out to see you. you. I got a big plane, right? Yeah. and we are on our way. That type of, like, dedication, it seems like. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think this was Aaron saying you have to come. No. No. Of course At not. all. I don't think it was at all. So if Woody's willing to do all of that. Saying by any means necessary. You don't think he'd be willing to be like, also, there's a chance we can do this and do this and be aggressive. And we know our time is right the fuck now. It's like, 
What an intriguing conversation all of a sudden in the AFC East. Oh, yeah, AFC East is screwed because if Rodgers comes, it's Rodgers' division. Like I know the Bills are great. Their D.C.'s gone. And two of their best players on defense are most likely gone on Wednesday. So when Rodgers comes, it is his division. And, you know, you talked about our, you know, Woody Johnson. Last year it was the Dolphins and the Jets for Tyreek Hill. Like, he has been aggressive to go get weapons to make yeah, his team better. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know he he's going to. He picked right, because he's most accurate. Yeah, exa- yeah I think most Jets accurate. had a better offer, actually. Yeah, they offered most a better, but Tyreek Hill wanted to go to Miami. Florida, Florida versus uh, Texas, that whole Texas thing. Yeah, well, Texas and weather right. and yeah. Tua. Yep. Yeah, and we know the, the 11 hours, we know 10 of that was because uh, Woody put together a 500-page report to explain why Johnson & Johnson did what they did. Oh, the vaccine? Bingo, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I would. Talked about that I before. would wonder if that came up. It oh. had to. Have. Had to have, right? Especially yeah. now, what we just you know saw in the group chat yesterday. We know right. it came up. All right. What was that, Connor? There I'm is a lot of shit happening it. around that world, though. <laughs> oh yeah. Like we we are not the people you should be taking information nope. from, but you should go gather your own information on that whole front. Tom, whenever you think about Super Bowl contenders next year, yeah. Whenever you're thinking of the New York Jets, if Aaron goes, remember Aaron was going to go to the Broncos a couple years back. Yeah. He's going to go to the Broncos, and Broncos fans were like, "We're a Super Bowl team." Yeah. You put right. Aaron Rodgers on this team, and I, we actually started to believe it a little bit. Yeah. We're like, goddamn, you're right with those weapons, with the way that defense is. Mm-hmm. Their special teams is good. What? You get a quarter quarterback a veteran quarterback in there you can go on a run so they got a veteran quarterback and it, it, yep. it wants a complete opposite yeah, it wants a complete yeah. opposite direction mm-hmm. are we going to fall into that trap again and is it worth Whoa. i think it is with fucking 100 percent uh there was a sports book the other day who took 300 bets on uh super bowl futures 220 of them were on the new york jets to win the super bowl so we oh are, yeah it was 219.81 or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 100 gonna fall into that trap uh, whether those people are right or not, I don't know. Does Aaron make the Jets a Super Bowl contender for sure? I still think the Bills are the best. AFC is tough. Yeah. yeah, very tough. But it, I think it does. Like, the Jets have a really, really good team. Imagine Brees Hall doesn't get hurt. Yeah, right? look at yeah. the games they lost, too. It was because of how t- – I mean, they played the Jags late in the year, and Strafolsky had to come in, and they still almost won. And the place yeah. is going bananas for Strafolsky. Yes. Yeah, man, they hadn't even met yet. They were yeah. cheering for him. They were just hoping for something. And the Jags were – hey – not the same old Jags no, at that almost, particular time right. of the year. Yeah, went to you know Kansas City and lost by a touchdown. Like they were in it till the end. How about them getting Calvin Ridley back? Let's Ooh, let's move man. to that because that is an incredible conversation to be had. Marvin Jones, Calvin, what? Um, 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 Etn, Zay Jones, what? Kirk? I don't know. This might Ingram. be Christian Kirk. That yeah, we well. might be talking about these. These wide receivers as one of the wide receivers group as one of the best in the M. Um, yeah, down yeah. in Jacksonville. Yeah. I think we put them in the conversation. Of course, the Bengals, um, Buffalo. Chiefs. Chiefs. Because you're going to add Kelsey into that yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. And now we oh, – can we add the Jacks in there? I guess. Hell yeah. I mean, with the way, what we all just learned about Calvin in his Players' Tribune yep. uh-huh. uh, article, I think everybody should read that. The way he reacted to the year-long suspension and how he responded and how he kind of looked inwards and fixed himself – this dude's going to be back better than fucking ever, it feels like. Yeah, for sure. Owned it completely. As former players, I think we all understand gambling on the game, what it could do, what it is, how it's viewed. So how the media and everybody was up, a year-long suspension for that when you're only given four games or two games for that? I think him, as the person that's been in a locker room, understands the integrity of the game being the most important thing for everybody's money. Mm-hmm. Everybody's money. It has to remain that way. It seems like he took it. On the jaw, 
and said, let's fucking go, and became much better human in his back. He's going to help them immensely down there. And you forget about how good of a fucking player he is when he yeah. shit out a year. You watch some of those highlights and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He is a dog out there. Yeah, he's an absolute freak. And you talk about Doug Peterson. Like, they have an offensive coach, and, you know, they traded for him last offseason. So you got to assume Doug Peterson during this season was like, hey, yeah, this play might not work against this defense because it's one of the best. Wait till we add Calvin Ridley into this entire thing and see how good this offense really is. Go ahead. Um, speaking, my biggest question about Kevin, because, you know, we all, you sit out a year, you get the little tweaks, you get the hamstrings, you yeah. get the groin. I'm eager to know how much working out and how many drills has, have he been doing with guys pushing him and turning to make sure that he can last the whole You're talking a little rust there, too. Game yeah. rust, yeah, game mm-hmm. shape different than, like, workout shape. But but I do know this. I know, I know he's a tough kid because I, I read the article about how he played the whole year um, with the broken foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want to see... After a year, can he, he tolerate the longer season? Because what? We, how many games we got now? Seventeen. Seventeen games. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's it's gonna be a challenge. But with all the wide receivers that they have, um, he can take his time. Because he had success last year. Joining us now is a man who I can't wait to get his opinion on this. He was a general manager in the NFL. He was an assistant to. He was a consultant to. He was in the coaching ranks. He's an author, a TED speaker, a podcast host, a live show host, an email newsletter author, The Daily Coach, which I still read every single morning. Ladies and gentlemen, Paisano, Michael Lombardi. How are we doing? I'm great, man. How are you doing? Real quick, to uh, Pax Point there. And by the way, Pac-Man was talking about you earlier. You have fucking done everything in the sport of football except for play, right? Is that right? Yeah, well, yeah, in college I played not very well. I was a long snapper, you know. I was, uh, yeah, baby. you know, I could do that. That was the good thing. I played center and long snapper at Hofstra, but I was more, you know, oh. I started, but the long snapping is, you know, was my claim to fame, I guess. I didn't know that. We should, we should have done more research. The guy's a player, too, obviously. Yeah. Played yeah. the game, mm-hmm. special teams and on offense, yeah. obviously. The guy's everywhere. Loves football. What he just brought up about Calvin Ridley, both them maybe having the one of the best wide receiver rooms in the NFL immediately with him being added into it, and also game rust. Have you had any experience with somebody who either gets suspended a year or misses a year and comes back, and how do you kind of temper them back into the whole program? Well, you know, let's start off with, I thought the trade that Trent Balke made originally to get Ridley, I thought that was a great coup because he that adds to the room, as you guys were talking about before I came on the air. I, I think they were a receiver away from being dynamic offensively and with Ingram is now because Ingram's a receiver as well even though he's called the tight end he gets cheated in the player association in terms of the designation he's like a he's a receiver like Kelsey's a receiver but they're very skilled and with ATN in the backfield remember when you're in spread the back makes everything go because if the back can run and catch it becomes a lot difficult for you to defend them the back is the point guard. It, it really sets the tempo for everything. And when you have that back like ATN to go along with Ridley, who's a number one receiver. I mean, this Ridley kid is good. Now, and he's healthier. Year, we, hey, it seems like he's healthier yeah. than he's yeah. ever yeah. been, too. You know what I mean? I, I, I think the year off's going to hurt. I mean, look, Le'Veon Bell took the year off and it hurt him. He never was the same player. True. But I think what, what Pac was saying about getting himself back in shape and training and working hard, he's got a whole offseason to do it, and he's young enough. I mean, this is going to be a really talented Jacksonville team, especially the second year in the system. Walsh used to say this all the time. The first year will teach the players the system. 
The second year will develop their skills in the system. This Jacksonville offense should take off. Yeah, and the thought that Doug Peterson's the right guy to do it is the right one, too. And he's got some motive. huh? He's got some motivation with what happened out of Philly. Right, yeah. Doug Peterson? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Kind of win a Super Bowl, build a statue, mm-hmm. and then we go our separate ways out just of out of nowhere. And Philly has success Yeah. afterwards, you know? Doug Peterson, former player, competitor, obviously a part of the reason. He has a lot of reason to want to get that Jacksonville team to the top quickly. What a story that would be. Jacksonville? Being able to, they were tarping off the top of the stadium not too long ago. There was people not showing up, and then now they twenty-seven zip in the fucking playoffs, yeah. mm-hmm. and they don't just fold, go away at all. They come all the way back. What a culture! Speaking of culture, Lamar Jackson seemingly fits in the Atlanta Falcons culture, also in many other cultures that are around the league. As soon as he's given the non-exclusive tag, which we know other teams are able to come and get him, and we want to break through that process here in a second. But first, I want to know. Why do you think all these teams came out so quickly publicly saying we are not in the Lamar Jackson race, even though they are certainly in the quarterback-needed race and they've looked into other veteran quarterbacks in the past? Is this like a message you think that's being sent about guaranteed contracts? Lombo, is that how you read it as a man who spent, what, 60 years in the NFL, or 50 years in the NFL? Honestly. Well, I think it's lion season in the NFL right now. Like, how can the Atlanta Falcons with a straight face say that they were all in on Deshaun Watson last year and say they're not in on Lamar Jackson? That's what Pac-Man said, too. That's yep. what how can Carolina say that they're not in on Lamar Jackson? First of all, Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, says he has three number ones on the table, according to what he wrote, what Peter King wrote about in his column, that he can teams will move up and he can get three number one picks. He can get the flip in the first and then two more ones. Why would you pay all that for an unproven player when you can go get Lamar? Now, look, the contract becomes tough because there's no agent involved here. So it's a tough situation. What the Ravens did by putting the non-exclusive on is they took an advertise. They said, call us, make a deal. And I think all these teams that said they're not interested when they were interested in Watson last year, you know, what message are they sending to their fan base? I mean, we were interested in Watson last year, but we're not interested in this guy. This guy won MVP. The other guy, you know, the other guy missed football. Like, how does that make any sense? So I think a lot of it is just posturing. And a lot of it is a message to the Ravens that they're not going to engage trying to get the price of two number ones down. Remember, when they put that tag on them, you don't have to pay a nut two number ones. You can negotiate a deal. You can negotiate a deal. So it could be less than two number ones. And I think that's what we're in a posturing mode of the NFL. We're not interested in Lamar. Frankly, who wouldn't be? Like, I know it's going to cost a lot of money. I know the guarantee's a problem. But there's still solutions. Pac-Man has a question for you. Hey, Mike, do you think if he had an agent, do you think we would be still talking about this? No, I think it would be. I think I think he's hurt himself. Look, I, his mom, he trusts his mom. But you got to find somebody who's confident who can do this. Agents broker deals. Dave Dunn, the agent for Aaron Rodgers, is going to broker that deal with the Jets. That, that's how this deal gets. That's how it all gets happened. And they also understand the value of the player in the open market. Now, especially when it comes time when there's a lot of moving pieces in this Lamar Jackson thing. We got to we got to satisfy Baltimore, we got to get the guarantee and we got to find a trade partner. That's a lot of things that have to happen behind the scenes that you got to understand the National Football League to make it happen and Mrs. Lamar's mom, I don't know if she does that. I think it's unfair that he's in this he should be out and high. look, pay pay a flat fee. I I don't know what the deal is. But you need somebody to broker this a little bit. You need somebody to do this so that you can 
get what you need to get out of it. See, Lombo, you know, because I've called you and asked for advice, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I represent myself. Like, at this stage of my life, I take a lot of pride in it. In the business conversations, I have the relationships with the people at the business to do it. I think I understand the business a little bit. But at some points, too, like, there's a time where you have to look and be like, good business is probably for me not to be the one handling this particular situation because Lamar is in a very unique, this is a billion dollar, billion dollar industry. And you're talking about 31 billionaires. Okay. So if you're going in there alone, you're up against it immediately. Like you're, you're up against, you are up against a lot of power and a lot of potential sway and everything like that. As somebody that is one of the loudest advocates for, like, people need to understand what's going on for themselves and people need to do it, like, an NFL deal, if I was a quarterback, I don't know if I'm the guy that is the right person to be doing that. And that's smart business to make that decision, I think. Like, that is something I feel like Lamar, because I think Lamar is probably a great businessman. I think his mom, probably incredibly intelligent when it comes to business and being able to handle it. But there's some places where you just ain't got a shot at the table. Because now one of them them can call the other 32 teams before free agency. An agent can call whoever he wants to. What are you thinking? You you know, we making deals. They making deals behind the scenes. I don't think Lamar mom have the relationship to call the Falcons and be like, hey, look, they they trying to give us 170, but what y'all got before free agency hit? Yes. Because agents have those relationships that go behind the scenes. That's why we call them agents. Well, how about right here, too? Like, yes, yeah, secret agents, special agents, sports agents, <laughs> yeah, the what? fucking um, – here in Indianapolis, the Combine, like, yeah. was – did they have a house set up here – to, like, meet with people and potentially make a deal happen. Like, that's the shit that's taking place at the NFL. That's how they do their business. So acknowledging that that's how they do business and being like, oh, I need somebody that's able to fucking figure out this game is good business, like, in my eyes personally. And I think you know this, and I'm excited to get your kind of take on the whole thing. Well, I think the other element we're missing here is they control the narrative, right? How does all these guys get stories how do you think they get stories about what's happening in the league? They get planted. A lot of these stories are planted. We're planning a story so we could say something else. We saw that the Falcons planted a story. We're not interested. The Miami planted a story. Well, Lamar needs to plant some stories too, and it's hard to plant a story when you don't have somebody helping you plant. Agents are great at creating what we call non-elements, what we call non-negotiable, something that's not really important that you make important. And I think he needs to have that. He needs to control the narrative a little bit from his side. We don't hear his side. We only hear the Ravens side, who are very good in the PR battle. They're very good at that. I mean, you know, they handle that really well. And we're missing that element. Hey, that's a big big part of it, because you win the mob, you win Rome. Right. That's right. That you you got to control the narrative. Like, all right, you know, and so how does these and the other thing is, too, we can't underestimate this. You point pointed out these 31 billionaires. You go after Lamar. You're changing your franchise. You're basically saying we're all in for five years. And that has to be a marriage and a convincing of a lot of people coming together that we're all going to do this together because he's a great player who could change our franchise. And this isn't signing some wide receiver or trading for Calvin Ridley. This is an organizational shift completely. And you got to get everybody behind that. And that takes somebody who can do alignment, who can connect all three things together. And I think he's missing that. I really do. I think he's hurting himself in the, in the long term about that. Brokering a deal is more than just saying, I want 200 million guaranteed. Yeah, it's a lot of shit. 
You know, it's a lot of, (laughs) as somebody that's been through it a few times, just because I wanted to learn what it was like, and I've had success, and I'm a great card player, so I think that helps me out in the entire thing. And I have great people to help me out, like this man who, it was 20 minutes before I went into that one negotiation where I called you, and you fucking gave me like a motivational speech. I will forever be grateful for that. I want to let you know that. Well, I think you understand the business, right? And so you didn't have to get traded. You you were negotiating. It was a straight line. This is a little bit of a curvy road yeah. that you got to navigate, and you got to be able to see beyond the road. I mean, the secret to all victory lies in the organization of the non-obvious. And in this Whoa, case, you got to see the non-obvious. Bars! <laughs> Bars! Hey, dude, that was awesome there, Lombo. That was incredible. Well, that, 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 I set that up. Oh, hold on, though, remember? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I learned yesterday that there are some thoughts that – like we set up the conversations that we have with people to get those things. So we obviously set that thing up to get you to just yeah, drop sure, that sure, fucking yeah. absolute gem of a line. Say that again one more time. The secret. But it's Marcus Aurelius's quote. I talk about it all the time when I give out speeches. The secret to all victory lies in the organization of the non-obvious. What does that mean, right? Like what is not obvious to the view? Like in football, what's not obvious? Okay, penalties in the kicking game is not obvious to the fan. But the, if you don't have penalties in the kicking game, that's a secret to victory, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you make mistakes in in elements of games, you got to organize all that. That's really what what great coaches do is organize the non-obvious and teach the players about this is what we can't do. It's the same thing in this negotiation. The worst thing, if an agent said to me and I was on the telephone and they would say, what's important to you in this negotiation, Right. That that seems obvious. No, that's the non-obvious. Because if I tell him what's important, he's going to give me everything that I want and take everything else that I, everything else away from me. So he's got me focused on something that's not obvious. So you got to be really careful, and you got to be smart about it. That's why I think he needs representation, and I think his mom should be included in it. I'm not Hell yeah. she shouldn't. Hell yeah. But I think there needs to be some. There needs to be legal. I don't want to say legal advice. There needs to be experienced advice. There needs to be experienced strategy, I think. Like, hey, this is what we need to do. There's somebody out there. Yeah. And Uh I've obviously (laughs) been his biggest advocate. He's the guy that put everybody in this current situation right now. Mulligetta is the guy that I'm like, if I'm Lamar Jackson and I'm his mom, I'm like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hire Mulligetta. Congratulations, you're now an employee for us. Mm-hmm. We need you to get this deal done. Like, you're still a businessman by doing that. Like, I, I just, I hope that that is still something that's being pondered. You know what I mean? I, I think if we just go back to his draft status, okay? Here's Lamar. He's the best player in the ACC. He won a Heisman Trophy. He had to sit in the green room for 31 other picks. We're talking about Anthony Richardson, who is a tremendous athlete. Look, I've loved Anthony Richardson since the first time I've oh. saw him. Is he a great quarterback? I don't know. Wow, 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 wow. Anthony whoa, Richardson, whoa. we're talking about in the top 10 picks. We're talking about him going in the top 10 picks. Lamar went 32. Who's a better player? You know, Trey Lance went third. Lamar went 32. <laughs> so my point is that agents can help you get drafted earlier by selling you. Lamar didn't have anybody selling him. You see, it affected him in the draft. Uh, you see, it affected him in the He sat in that green room for 32 picks. He should have. This guy should have been picked in a. I mean, why? 
Josh Rosen went ahead of him. All due respect. <laughs> all due respect. Went to a couple of, hey, hell of a college play. Hey, yeah. The Rosen one. That's right. Uh-huh. The Rosen one. That's we're proud of him. Right. Hey, we're proud of him. Come Didn't on. work in the NFL. Uh, it's very fascinating, the business side of the NFL. And obviously, you've been on all sides of it and have seen a lot of deals be completed and probably fall apart because of small things like that. And your whole, be it the non-obvious mass, organizing the non-obvious where that's like the little things lead to big things, right? Pretty much. Because the little yep. things are things that are non-obvious. Mm-hmm. It's like the wording of that quote, though. You sounded fucking, hey. Clean. Yeah, dude. Didn't even have to look at something. Like, you nope. know, like, what was that? What did Marcellus all you? What is that fuck his name? Well, I like that. I like that you brought up the original Gladiator quote. And he trumped it with a Marcus Aurelius quote. Yeah. Yeah, so, I love everything. <laughs> Unbelievable. Absolutely incredible, Lombo. Your brain is a great one. So help right. me explain this. Okay, and Tone Diggs loves saying this whenever he asks a question. And the internet, obviously, we didn't create this. Tone didn't create this. But this is an avenue in which some people ask questions. Explain to me like I'm a fucking five-year-old, okay? <laughs> Lamar signs this. He hasn't signed, okay? He has not signed. Only one time in 30 years we learned via an Adam Schefter tweet has somebody signed the non-exclusive tag and then ended up playing on a different team that negotiated a deal and his team that put him under the franchise tag was not able to match the deal that somebody else offered. So one time, Gilbert, right? Sean Gilbert. Mm -hmm. Sean Gilbert, 30 years ago was the last time this happened. He goes from Washington to Carolina. I believe Carolina probably new stages there, so they were probably willing to do whatever to get players at that stage, Lombo. Do you know this? Yep. I remember this really well, you know, and it was a huge splash for him because, I mean, first of all, Gilbert had an agent that was really, a ch- it was challenging to get a deal done with him. And Sean was really involved in the negotiations too. And Love so that. Sean had a sense of his value and he was intimately involved and it was not an easy negotiation with him. And I think that at Washington had basically said, okay, we're not going to go down this and we'll do it. And then, and then Carolina saw the opportunity to make a deal, and so that's what happened. Okay, so we start talking about Lamar Jackson getting the non-exclusive tag. Well, he could just go to another team, we start mm-hmm. thinking, because this was the conversation leading in to the franchise tag deadline was, is Lamar going to be exclusively franchise tag, which rarely happens, or non-exclusively franchise ta- uh, tag happen, which always, I got non-exclusive franchise tag. Difference is the two first-rounders and the ability to negotiate, and then bang, you're out. So those two first-rounders, that's, you, you kind of chat about this earlier about how that's negotiated the way the rules state kind of is the two first rounders almost get you in the door then you can negotiate and then if you and the player agree to it then the next team has the home team has five days to match it what if they match it and the player doesn't want to play for that team though it's like yeah that's the deal for you not for them like the deal is is there an ability to do that and does he have to sit out a year then or can he say no and just take the franchise tag this is where the agent needs to be involved. So this, there's steps in this, right? So if I were representing Carolina and I wanted to get into this, to, to this deal, and I'm not saying they do, but if I were, I, I would call DeCosta on the phone and say, look, Eric, we know you want to trade him. Let's you and I work out a deal. We think the kid wants to play for us. You and I work out some kind of compensation. And then I'll deal with the mom and I'll deal with the player and I'll get a deal done. And then once we've agreed to that deal, we'll have Lamar sign the tender with you. And then we will trade you those picks for the tender. And then we'll redo his contract when we get him. Got it. Okay. Mm. All right. So that's how that's going to happen. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is. It's a lot of exactly. it's a lot of layers here. It's a lot of layers. But the first layer that starts is you got to make sure that if you're if I'm at Carolina, look, Eric, I know you want to trade the player. I don't give a shit what you're saying to me about oh he's going to play on the tender. You and I both know you didn't put that tender on him to not trade him. So forget about the two number ones. Here's the best offer I'm going to make. And they can Here's override the, the NFL and just say, yeah, we're taking this. You could override it because once he signs the tender, now I can trade a player who is under contract. Got okay? it. And there's no compensation to it. So now I say, look, Eric, I'm going to give you a one this year and I'll give you a three. That's my best offer. What do you want to do? You want to keep that $32 million on your cap? You want them for one more year? What are you going to do? You going to franchise them again? I got leverage in this thing. So I'm negotiating this deal with him to get away from the two number ones. I'm not just saying to you, okay, now if I wanted to surprise DaCosta with a front-end loaded deal that he couldn't match, that's one thing. I don't want to do that. I want to deal with him. I want him involved in this. So I want to get him to agree to a deal, then I agree with Lamar, and then I end up making the deal. So you have to have two first, though. You have to have this year's first and next year's first because they're saying that San Francisco 49ers can't get involved. you only have to have that if you surprise them. Like, let's say Miami does not have a first-round pick, okay. okay? So Miami, Chris Greer calls up to Costa and says, look, I'll give you a 1-24, I'll give you a 3-25, and 25. okay? Would you take that, Eric? DaCosta says, yes, okay, I've got, I've got permission to talk to Jackson. I've got a deal with Jackson. You and I have a deal. Jackson signs his tender. You, I'll trade you the 1-24 the, the and, and the 3-25, and 25. You get, I get him, and I redo his contract. That's it. Once he signs the tender, those two number ones are off the table. So hold on. I have a question for you now. I have a question for you now. So Baltimore could technically, and I'm not saying anybody would want to do this because it would be terrible. They could just, uh, yeah, sign, no, fuck you. And, like, is that something that – could happen you know does that ever no that 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 would never happen because you would have to have you have an agreement like look we have a deal and it's part of the the you because here's what happens lamar's only signing a deal to get this bonus and you can't the ravens can't do the contract right so this is just a standard trade though this is just extending the trade window almost it sounds like exactly well this is basically getting away from the two number ones once he signs a contract you can't trade a player who's not under contract Okay, you can't trade a players. But once he signs a contract, that tender, that exclusive right deal is off the table. All right. So if Lamar Jackson's mom, do we know her name? We should know her name. She is currently a representative for a couple. She's about to negotiate a couple hundred millions. Felicia Felicia Jones. Felicia Jones. So Felicia right now needs to be potentially reaching out to any team that there's 10 of them that are quarterback needy teams. And saying, hey, is there any way we can do business? Figuring out what they would be. And then going back to DaCosta or the other GM would reach out to DaCosta then at that point and say this is kind of how this goes. What does Felicia Jones need to do, you think, first? And how do we get I that? I think you should call Chris Gear on the phone and say, look, my son grew up in Pompano Beach. He played at Boynton Beach High School. He wants to play in Florida. That's where he wants to play. We will do a deal with you if you give us, if you go make a deal. And take the Miami Dolphins temperature. Now, we know what their temperature is publicly. They don't want a quarterback out of yet. Yeah, because Tua, they got to put up Tua. Right. They got to take the temperature. And now Greer's got to go make a deal. I'll trade you X, Y, and Z. I know I can sign Jackson. And DaCosta will probably say on the first phone call, no, I'm going to keep Jackson. Well, that's why we're talking. 
Because you wouldn't put that non-exclusive if you're going to keep them, right? Like, that's why we're talking. See, co- trades aren't just about I'm going to give you a one and a one. I mean, trades are about negotiations. It's about, like, who has leverage, who doesn't, selling, right? Selling. If, if selling Ryan Poles had three number ones, like he said he did in that column that, he, that Peter King wrote, he would have made a deal already, right? It goes back to the great movie Rounders, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, check, 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 you know? Like, (laughs) you know when a guy's licking his cookie. Hey, listen, I'm all about a good public negotiation, too. Ryan Poles is uh, trying to figure it out. (laughs) He's saying, hey, there's three number ones on the table. Hey, that man, he he, peaks. (laughs) He's letting everybody know, like... I'm expecting a little bit more than this. If you want to come into conversation, yeah, late. but he was licking his cookies. He's like he's like Teddy and, and KGB. We, we know he's bluffing. It's the bluff. You know you don't <laughs> have it. You had it. You're taking it. You don't have to tell somebody you got something. No, in this in this business, secrecy. When you have the leverage, you don't need to tell everybody you're the big dog. So, what do you you think he was uh, not planning that people after they learn a little bit more about Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young might decide to get into the trade game, and he was setting a precedent? You don't to, think he was saying, like, I think "Hey, he's trying to drum up business." I think he's I think he's trying to trade the pick in the next five or six days. I think he's probably got three or four teams that have interest. I think ideally, if you're him, you want to try to layer it down. You want to go from one to two to, to five and then add more. Or you want to go from one to nine, whatever you want to do. But there's a lot of conversations behind the scenes about that pick that I think are happening. But I don't think it's where he said it was. Fourth the third overall pick. What is that normally? Like fourth to pick? Go that, well, like, see, the, the chart would say X, but leverage says Y. So it depends on who you have. Yeah, because if there's so, a 20 trying to get down to three and a four is trying to get to three, all of a sudden sitting at three, you're you're competing with the 20 numbers because, hey, four, this is available mm-hmm. all of a sudden, right? right? Like, so, those teams, like those teams picking in the 20 can't get there. There's just they don't have enough arsenal to get up there. Oh, you don't think they can load it with back to get up that inside the first round, especially with there's no, what, only three quarterbacks allegedly. So, like, we're sitting at four. Now – Jim Mercer had Peyton Manning right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now Ryan Leaf was there. He was. They went with Peyton Manning. Even though the dude that tripped on drugs out in Vegas <laughs> that wrote that book. Uh, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter yeah. S. Thompson told Jim Mercer, that Peyton Manning boy looks very thin. Mm-hmm. This Ryan Leaf guy is a big dog. So he has Peyton Manning. Then Andrew Luck sitting there, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's pretty. Got it. Like there's a lot of other owners that's looking around like, oh, oh aren't you lucky? Yeah. You hit the lottery twice. Sitting at four in this particular draft. That is yeah. tough. That is not the because I think those top three guys. You think they're all just going to get interchanged? You think that's going to? It depends on who you're talking to for the quarterbacks. Nah. I, I I get the sense that you know everybody wants that to be. I think if you take these guys, you know, there's certainly their strengths in all of them, and there's some weaknesses in every one of them. I mean, if you take Richardson, you're, you're basically saying we need somebody. We got to redshirt him for a year. He's not. He based on his tape at Florida. Not his athletic tape, but his tape of playing. A lot of drops. A lot of drops on all the players. A lot of drops on all the players. It's going to take some time to get him up to the game. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying that at all. I think I said this on my show. I've said it on the pod. I thought the guy, if he would have went back to school, he might have won the Heisman. I think he would have won the Heisman. I think this is a rare. I mean, I watched him play high school football, too. I mean, this kid's really unique. You think that Florida regime right now is going to win? uh, Dude, I'm only saying this strictly because I watch Oregon State. Mm Mm-hmm at the Vegas Bowl, and I got a chance to kind of check the temperature of the whole entire program almost via my Twitter. I don't know. I think he kind of had to go. And I, that Florida 
hey, they're in an interesting spot right now. That yes. Florida program is in a bad spot right now. Not saying that that can't change overnight. And if you're an incredible player, you should be able to win overall. But this ain't like the Florida team that everybody thinks. No. This isn't it like... ain't even the, the Dan Mullen Florida team. No, this, <laughs> is, this, is a, this is a different Florida team yeah. what it used to be. that I think a lot Very of people are thinking. But nonetheless, I appreciate the conversation there about draft and leverage. You're fucking so great at it. And uh, I very much appreciate you. Boys have some questions too, Lombo. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Lombo, you said Russ last year was cooking at the Hacky Sack Diner. I want to know what you think about Sean Payton going in there. Do you think he can fix him? And then also just the coaching cycle as a whole. Did you think Pew 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 uh, Gannon in Arizona <laughs> was a good hire for them? Or, you know, where are you sitting at? I mean, I was shocked that he did, Jonathan Gannon. But Monty, Monty Ossendorf, the GM, and Jonathan Gannon have been friends for a long time. I think that was a friendship thing that they know each other really well and they feel they can work together. I think we saw Kelvin Beecham's comments today about the quarterback. I think that's going to be a true challenge. When you announce to the world that your quarterback's the franchise player and there's some doubt about his leadership and maturity, you're really trying to cover up some. So Gannon and Monty are in for a tough road ahead. They've got to get that fixed. <laughs> You know, I think Sean, look, Sean's got his program and either Russell's going to adapt to the program or he's not going to be in the program. And so there's a new sheriff in town and the sheriff got a lot of money, got, you know, and he's going to get paid well. And Russell's career is at a crossroads. He's going to have to fix what he does. And I think Sean will get him to do it. I think he'll respect Sean's knowledge. I think Sean's already made it clear that there's going to be nobody coaching the quarterback but me and my staff, nobody outside the building. I think that's a positive step. They said they took down the office pretty much mm -hmm. that was uh, on the second floor there that he had. His teammates said – I never heard anything in my life like that. Like, if I would have been the GM, I, I would have never – like, there's no way. Like, we're not doing this. Like, we're not doing this. This is not the CYO over here. Like, we're not. <laughs> all right. Like, right. doing that. So, he, uh, his teammates, though, all said when they went there, it was just plays Talking everywhere. Yeah, it was all yeah, just yeah, – yeah. you know, his locker wouldn't be enough to be able to contain his football mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He needed a beautiful mind of football <laughs> – Everywhere around their dry race board, everywhere they said. So his teammates never seemed to really have uh, that big of a deal. But I sh I'm sure whenever the teammates first learned of it, everybody was like, I ain't going to your fucking office. What? Right after what are we doing? Jersey. What the? Uh, then maybe they did. I don't know. But I'm happy to hear Sean Payton, the way he addressed it, too. Remember, they were like, uh, Sean, uh, we heard reports of like the office and other coaches being in there. And he goes, I'm foreign to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that was like immediately, like publicly. I don't even know. He, no yeah, he said no shot. And then we asked him about eating dinner with Russell. And he said, you know, Joe Montana was there. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Joe Montana to me was my guy. I'm right. talking, to, talking to Joe and I'm talking to Russ. I feel like Sean believes that he's fucking such a football guy that he'll be able to just get it going. Yeah. I love Sean Payton. He came on our show yeah. as way too nice to us. Way Man. too nice. Mm -hmm. He's, he was supposed to be out for 15. He stayed for like 45 fucking minutes. Yeah. That wouldn't leave. His little person, the little ad person that was in, in the back <laughs> next to Zito, every question I asked him, or the boys asked him, Zito would be like, uh, he has to go to, and then he has to go in like two minutes. And then he has to go to name of show that he's going to. And I'm like, I know that show. They're not going to be happy. Then, hey, he has to leave, leave. And then I say to him, Hey, I'm being told you got to get out of here. He goes, uh, I'm in charge. Nah, I'm yeah. what, what are we, he was there for like 40 minutes. I felt terrible. Oh, for he's him. a football guy. Yeah. I mean, think about this. So when I was at the Eagles, Jeff Laurie comes to me and says, John Gruden was the offensive coordinator at the time. And John, and he says, we got to find somebody to replace Gruden in case Gruden leaves, which he did eventually. So Billy Callahan, right. Billy Callahan knew Sean 
from years ago. We interviewed Dirk Cotter, Robbie Bosco, and then Sean had just got fired from Northwestern and just took a job at the University of Maryland. And he was moving his family, and he gets the phone call from the Eagles, and he detours, and, and we give him the job. So then he starts at the Eagles and we're at the vet stadium and there's no office space for him. So he basically, he works with a cell phone and a, and a, and a, uh, a briefcase. That was his office. And he just came into the building in exactly the same personality that he is now. He just basically embraced the job. He learned everything he could from Gruden and he became a pro NFL coach. And that's kind of his personality. I mean, he grew up. A, a kind of a guy that knew, understand how to work hard, and, he, and he's been able to develop that. And then the years with Parcells, I think those years in Dallas with Parcells have made him to where he is today. Great shoe game, too. Yeah, clean. Incredibly clean shoe game. It's unbelievable. Tone has a question for you, Paisan. Lombo, I caught the tail end of an interview you were doing the other day. Did I hear you say that if a team really wanted to, they could go get Kirk Cousins or Matt Stafford right now? Oh, Matt Stafford's fully available. For Matt Stafford, they're trying to – they would love to trade. They could – they can't do it because he's got $57 million guaranteed. Hold on, though. There's a lot of play- – Do we know he's yeah. playing? Do we know he's playing? We're 100% sure he's playing? Well, he says he is playing, but, okay. it, uh-huh. you know, he's, but, but Pat, his contract, he's got 20 – I think $26 million of an option bonus on the third day of the league year, and he's got $31 million in paragraph five on the third day of the league year. All of that is guaranteed. Okay, that's guaranteed. When I say guaranteed, that's for skill and injury. So it doesn't matter if you can't play or not. Out of Detroit to L.A., with this contract, yeah. win a Super Bowl. They just You're did. in commercials. What a dream. For Stafford to do this. Deserves He's it. got $57 million coming to him no matter what. The Rams, what are they going to do? They're trying to get out from it. So I don't really want to hear the bullshit that, oh, we're not trying to trade him. Yes, you are. You've called teams. I know this. Like, I know oh! this. Like, Long okay? Yep. And so, like, I don't really care what they say. Like, they all lie about it. I lied about it. That's for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has $30 million coming up. He's due $10 million in paragraph five. He's got $20 million on a roster bonus. But he doesn't have a contract past 24. I mean, they would definitely do something if they could get something for him. And they're, they're not going to extend him out. You're like saying business-wise. You're Adam saying business-wise. I just said this on my podcast an hour ago. Adam Thielen, you could have Adam Thielen. There's so many players you could have right now if you wanted to take on their deal. You know, like Darius Slay, the corner for the Giants, for the Eagles. He, he, you could trade for him if you wanted. His agent's out there shopping for a deal, wow. partly because he wants a new contract, and you could trade for him. So, like, it's not uncommon that this Slay. happens now. Slaymaker? Slay. Wow. Slaymaker's on some more money. Okay. Yeah. Hey, good for hey. Out of Detroit. Let's There's go, another Slay. guy. Yeah. Out of Detroit. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deserves it. Let me go, Slay. When, you got, when we say this, this isn't like, this is the business of football. Like, you can't fall in love with, with, especially like for Howie Roseman. He's going to have to sign, he's going to have to sign Hurts to a huge contract. He's got to liquidate some of his guys. He's got two number ones. So, as a general manager, you're sitting there saying, okay, if I trade Slay, I get this back for him. He goes and I draft this guy. And and you start replacing things because you have to fit everything in to the puzzle that you're around, which is your team based on the cap. And whenever players talk like the NFL is a business, 
people are like, for love of the game, mm -hmm. do you hear what's going on right now? Oh, he yeah, just said, sir. the assets here, you can trade for this, you got futures here. Replace I mean, there? Repli yeah, it's like you got this guy coming in, much cheaper price. It's like that is how the NFL actually works. And I think it's more that's fascinating right. when people know that, but I don't think people fully understand that that's happening at all times almost behind the scenes, especially with one week mm -hmm. to go before we got to get underneath the salary cap on oh. March 15th. It's the only way it has to work. And that's where you, what happens like the Giants signed Daniel Jones because they love Daniel Jones. When you fall in love, you overpay. When you don't love, you, you won't overpay. Like the Giants could have said, okay, you know, Daniel, you become a free agent. And we'll, like quarterbacks typically don't want to change teams. But, you know, you're, you know, we have to sign you. Like Geno Smith, I mean, the, the, the Seattle did a great thing. They're going to, they, they signed him to a really good deal. He got a good deal. And then they came out and said, look, we might draft a quarterback anyway. Like you are, your job is to basically find out a way to make, you're in the season where you can improve your team. Like there's no locker room now. You're, the chemistry, the culture isn't in the team yet. It doesn't start until when you get everybody together. And who knows what that team's going to be. we got to make it as good as possible. Last question for you here from Ty. Yeah, Lombo, you mentioned that Dave Dunn's going to end up brokering a deal for Rodgers with the Jets. From everything you've heard, is that kind of is, is that a done deal? Is he going to go play for the Jets? Because now you know everyone's saying, hey, retirement's still possible. And then on the other side of that, uh, a lot of Jets beat reporters are tweeting today that, hey, the Packers aren't asking for a King's ransom. Like they, He could be had for a second-round pick and maybe a late-round pick. Do you agree with that, or what kind of compensation do you think the Packers will get in return if he is traded to the Jets? I, I said this on my pod last week, that the Packers are looking for a one- and they want something else if he plays longer. Now, I think what that means is, well, we want your one, but if he plays two years, we want a three or we want a two. We want a conditional pick to go along with what we have. Ah. Now, maybe they'll take a two and a conditional pick for something else. I don't know. But I have a hard time believing that Woody would load up that airplane, fill it with fuel, and fly 2,500 miles across the country if he didn't think the kid was going to play, if he didn't think Aaron was going to play. Like, I don't think you're going to waste fuel on that. Like, it's not an expedition. You know, we're not just Lewis and Clark here. We're hoping to find shit, you know? So, like, That's a pack I think too. he was – I think they expect it. I think they want to do a deal. I think the Packers want to do a deal. And I think Aaron wanted to hear what they had to say. And I think that ultimately it's it, where, where Dunn comes into play, most importantly, is how do we structure this contract where it fits? this? What we've noticed here in the last 12 hours, the Jets are dumping guys. We just saw that Barrios, they're not going to get rid of no. him. They redid TJ, the tight end. They're trying to get below the cap. They're trying to fit his cap number into their team. Okay. Okay. They still have days to make it happen, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. Plenty Not until next Wednesday, I believe. The 15th is whenever it's got to go. Pac-Man has one for you on the way out. Um, I heard you say Daniel Jones. I want to ask you two questions. Oh, shit. I want to <laughs> ask you, what do you think uh, should Daniel Jones never been? Of course, I think the Giants wasted a lot of money there. Um, and then what do you think about Lamar? What is the what the never going to be and what, what what is the number Lamar is asking for right now? All right, so I think you just asked a great question. So what we have to understand is there's two there's two contracts in the NFL. There's hard dollars and soft. So like the those soft dollars are what the team actually ends up pay uh, the, the, what the, the what gets reported in the media. The hard dollars are what's actually in the contract. I think Lamar's got to be looking north of forty five million. Daniel Jones just got forty million plus a bunch of incentives on a on a hard deal. Now it's really a two year deal at eighty two million, so it's forty one. 
Every deal is never the length of the deal. But I, I think Lamar has every right to ask for $200 million guaranteed. If Deshaun Watson got two fifty guaranteed, this guy's the MVP. Like, how can you argue that he's not worth more? Now, two years in a row, he's been hurt. That's an issue. All right, Pison. We appreciate you. Go hang out with the family. They sound like they're having a great time. And thank you for all oh, the we're information. Good. Yeah, we're, we're enjoying it. Hey, we're, we're loving it. We're, we're just going to travel across the country. I'm heading to Vegas uh, by by uh, car tomorrow, so I'll just be listening. <laughs> Let's go. Van? What do we got? A Sprinter van? No, I just got to, you know, no, I got two dogs. I can't, the one dog can't fly. Well, she's Clark. neurotic. So I got to drive across the country to work. And so it's all good. We're doing good. This is, the off season is the best, isn't it? <laughs> this is going to be the greatest off season of all time. I think so. I mean, Russell Wilson got traded, uh, what was that, last? Yeah. yeah last Rogers off season, Rodgers yep. with the Same Packers day. ends up happening. Hold on. So because, because big hiring in the family to Vegas, that's why we're going, what are we going to Vegas how long? No, well, I, I'm remodeling my house in New Jersey, so they're kicking me out of the house. I got to go somewhere, and the best place to go is where I work, is in Vegas. So that means I have to drive because I got a neurotic dog who can't fly. So it all comes together. It just, bur- you know, here I am like the Griswolds going against the dog. But, but I will say this, Pat. I will get. I'm stopping at the Clinton Library in Little Rock. I'm going to be there for two hours. I got two hours to do that, and then I got to keep going. What are you doing? Are you signing books? No, I'm just going to go. T- I want to go tour the library. I've been wanting to tour that library. For- I love presidential. Oh, libraries. hold on, though. We got a big spatula in Iowa, I think. Yeah, yeah. The there's, like a, there's a whole list of things that we mm-hmm. can have yeah. you do across the New Jersey to Vegas? Come to yep. Indy. Oh, my. Come stop by Indianapolis. Yeah. There'll be so much stuff. I'll do that on the way back. I will. Stop in I Pittsburgh. Do go down south side. Yeah, yeah, definitely stop by Pittsburgh. You know, toughen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That city will give you a little <laughs> exactly. grip for the road. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Thanks, guys. Safe travels. Safe travels. That's a long drive, bro. Oh, wow. Three days. What are you talking about, though? This guy, hour, 40-minute drive. No, that's nothing. Oh, no, that's my my time to myself. This is a great drive. I like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati and Indianapolis, not too far apart. I listen to Mexican music because I don't know what they're saying. (laughs) Nice. So you don't sing along with it so you can think. Oh, I just listen to the beat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love that. Walk it out. Always good upbeat sounds as well. I mean, I almost said so much there. He's, Matt Stafford he, he is being today. shopped right now. Darius Slay is Slay. agent. He's out yeah. already reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. If he's not available, you're already talking to teams. I know you're talking to teams. Yeah. It's like, boom, Matt's fucking. Yeah, what? Hey, Michael, I Lamar- bullshit. I know what you're saying. Lombardi was sick of it. Yeah. I assume because somebody came out and combated against sure. what he had said in mm-hmm. their reports. And uh, I think that's why Lombo, every once in a while, feels like he's like, yeah, the insiders are stuff. But, like, I also just talked to – he knows everybody in the everybody. NFL. Everybody. Long time. And then all the different jobs he had, he's just, like, addicted to the game. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. lo- love the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's, like, addicted to football. He will never check out. Nope. His old fucking ass. <laughs> yes. Okay, he's retired from the NFL. He writes four things a day. Mm-hmm. Like, I've talked to him numerous different times about, like, business, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so what's going on with you? Like, what do you got going on? Well, I got this going on here. I got, the da- obviously, the Daily Coach going on here. I'm speaking at this. I'm writing my fifth book this time. I got my show running every day at this. I'm like... Holy fuck, dude. Okay. Like, you're, you're battery, pal. He was just in Park City, Utah, speaking at a Raymond James conference, you know, a keynote speaker. Dude, yes, he's speaking at Corpo events. Oh, yeah. Oh, with, um, with what's his name? With Edelman. Oh, Jules. Yeah. Jules was in it? He, yeah. Nice. Started 80 for Brady last night. Oh, that's oh. right. So you started it, so you didn't get through it. Well, it was... Uh, he laughing too hard, had to pause it. Yeah, Save it for stomach today. hurt. Yep, I know. I'll say this. I get it. I will say this. Yeah. Sally Field stole the show. 
I don't know which one Sally Fields. Okay. But she's the funny one. One that stole the show. You know. Well, that's the thing that I'm saying here. They all steal the show. I thought it was a pretty good movie. You're saying Jack Vaughn stole the show. It was put on. Maybe Lily Tomlin. Okay, I don't know which one's which, and that is 100% on me, and I think maybe my mom. Like, I think she should have mm-hmm. probably introduced yeah. me to some of these people at some point. Sure. But I'm not 100% sure she was in to what they were. I wasn't in the house enough. I wasn't in the house enough to know what it was. I didn't know who any of the ladies were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went into it with an open mind. Also, with a plan to fall asleep. Okay. okay. A plan to fall asleep. I'm putting this on to fall asleep. Yeah. Not a bad movie. Hey, I look. could see how people would enjoy mm-hmm. it. Obviously, I am not the demographic. Well. But I could see how people would enjoy the movie if that mm-hmm. made sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Like, I'm not. There's no way I'm running it back. Sure. Okay. You know, I kind of got it. I'm not going to finish it. Right. But I don't watch a lot of movies. No. So people that are listening to this, like, that, I am not a, I am a sports stooge, mm-hmm. bro. Like, this is literally, this is what I am at all times. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good movie. I think my wife enjoyed it. There you go. Okay. I think she enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. And I fell asleep like a gentleman at a good part nice. where it seems like I got it figured out. Yep. Yeah. No they worries. were big fans of Tom, though. Brought them all together. Yeah, huge Holy fans. True story. They were not football fans. No. You recognize Sally. She's far right. She was the wife uh, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Was one of the- Sally crushes it, I will yep. say. Yeah, yeah, she absolutely. All of them have their, um, hey. Certified fresh for a reason. They all have like their own individual yeah, opportunities yeah. Mm-hmm. to like the do, their, the do their thing. Yeah, that's why whenever you said to start of the show, I'm like, I think they all kind of. I'm biased. Oh, just because you're fandom? Yeah. Do you know any of those ladies up Definitely there? Definitely didn't watch that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, usually I would, I, you know, I'd ask some questions, I'd go along with it. I know you thought that movie fucking sucked, okay? I'm not What's your kidding. deal? I'm not What's messing this guy's around problem? Today. Come on. And, and how many times for? have you heard this sentence? I thought it was a good movie. I fell asleep during it, but I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> no, you I never made that happen. That. That's literally what I'm doing. That That's movie my life. fucking sucked. No, okay. whoa, whoa, you watched whoa. it? Yeah, I did. You watched the whole thing? It was something must Change then after the part that I watched. I it was good. <laughs> that movie has been dog shit since it was being. What made. is your problem? What is dog shit now. Eighty nine percent of people that watch this thing say, "Yup, yep, okay." And that's Boom. only eighty nine percent of people that opt to take the poll. That's true. Which yeah. is a look at that though. Twenty five hundred plus verified rating. You know how many of those people uh, have the TB twelve method? And you know how many of those people work for that company that took a PMP loan? Oh, you didn't the- like how much it was about. Whoa. Oh, it makes sense to me why you hated it. No, I didn't As a like Belichick it. Guy, it is quite a. Uh, he spit on Sister Jean yesterday. Now he's talking trash on Rita th- Marino uh, and boy, Sally Field. You didn't, it's uh, it's becoming a problem. You didn't hear what I said about Sister you Jean. You hate old I said I thought she looks great. Now you forced it into the conversation. Not at all. We're talking about old. <laughs> yeah, you forced it. We're talking about old people. Yeah, and the that, first person that came to my mind was Sister Jean looking great. Yeah, but that particular photo obviously made it into all of our lives while we were all around each other. Yeah, and it felt like we all decided like. We're not doing Sister Jean like that. No. I missed. I and missed then that. all of a sudden, while well, we're having a conversation, and then his brain, yeah, jackpot. Exactly. I yep. didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I must. All right, see, and now, and now we got to do it again. Enough. She's a hundred and three. I didn't do this. Hundred and three years old. I think she looks good. Yeah, you're just saying you're oh. not. The only reason why you just, the you're like AJ. This is the problem. No, no, no. Okay. Yesterday, show I the said, flight photo. While we were put her on the Gulf Stream. Yeah, put her on the G five. G five. We need G five, Sister Jean. Stat, yeah, to save whatever's happening right now, and I would like Sister Jean to be treated with a lot more respect on this program. We don't need GA general admission. We need G five private flight photo. That's okay. right. Where did, where'd her glasses go? Bang. There we Bang. go. Boom. Yeah, where'd her glasses go in the second photo? I don't. 
What happened? I'm just putting this together. Yeah, she was sneezing. It was Took a whole, them off, dude. They disintegrated. Just the let's get to a break. Let's get to a break. Let's get to a break. Um, we love Sister Jean. Love, love her. her. We talked for way too long into this hour because there's a guy waiting in an attic in Ohio who <laughs> probably has a ready. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Off, probably, se- off season really becomes AJ's time to shine. It does. Probably a good thing we're taking a break because he'd say something fucking despicable, despicable. about Sister Jean, and we don't need that. Thank God we're not talking about fucking Regis. Well, that's how we yeah, got into this whole thing. Exactly. Zito's calling him right now. <laughs> if he does answer, we will give him a chance. AJ, do you have anything to say about Connor's despicable actions towards Sister Jean? That's do you have anything? Is. Hello? <laughs> Picked up on me early. Uh, sorry, I wasn't connected. I know he was, what, was he uh, lusting over Sister Jean again? Yes, exactly. Yeah, thank you. I said she looked good. Oh, Two. no, I was too... I'm sorry, I was busy watching 80 for Brady, man. That thing is legit. <laughs> Boom. Thank you, AJ. Well said. Heard you guys Absolute. chatting about it. Can't wait to join you after the break. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> oh, you were, he was probably. Yep. All right, we got to do the same. No, I thought friend, you were going to one. Well, we were going to, but then it was brought up about how terrible you would have been. And I'm like, I don't know if AJ would have been terrible about Sister Jean. And it turns out never, you're super never. supportive of everybody. You said lusting over Sister Jean. Hey, yesterday, a lot of people on the internet enjoyed this video. I watched it. 20 times, mm-hmm. laughed every single time. The first things you said on the show yesterday were, what's going on with Greeny and cutting off his meat? That was the first thing you said coming into the program. I want to let you know, I appreciate the way your brain operates. Boy, AJ. Uh, well, doing? I mean, you're doing a show here, and Greeny had just dropped off about three seconds before I came on, and he was talking about cutting his dong off. So how am I not going to address it? And then Connor goes, but you wouldn't know that it's happened. You go, oh, I think I know right away. Just <laughs> <laughs> killed me. I would. The salary cap has to be set for every team in the NFL by March 15th. That is next Wednesday. So there's a lot of moving and grooving and lying going along around, uh, going along <laughs> around. You get it. You yeah, get it. Yeah. In the NFL yeah. right now. Right. Mm-hmm. This man is joining us from an attic in Ohio. And yesterday was probably one of the greatest performances he has had with a mouth and words. Oh, yeah. He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, father of 10. Ohio State fuck. AJ Hawk. AJ, everybody's lying, dude. That's what Lombardi said. Lombardi said so much there, but it's all very real for the time that we're in right now, and we got to be alert. We got to sniff them out, AJ. That's what we got to do here. We can't fall for the trap every single year, like JJ Watt basically said that we do. Mm -hmm. JJ Watt said, "Hey, listen, if you're hearing something, there's a reason you're hearing something. Mm -hmm. There is lies. There is a hundred percent ability to keep something a secret because he was able to do it. What do you think about that whole thing, AJ? And what do you think happens in the end of it?" I think it is. It's definitely possible to keep something under wraps to keep it a secret until like the last minute, like JJ did. But I think it's very rare. It's tough to do. The more people involved, the tougher it is. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's lying. It's, okay, let's say with the Lamar situation, who's lying there? Who's putting stuff out there? So Lombardi said that that's all Baltimore putting everything out pretty much because Lamar's not doing any PR. Like he said, another good thing that an agent does is plant stories, which plants narratives. Like, hey, did you hear about this? This team's talking to this. Oh, this team was very interested in this player at this particular time. Remember, their history goes back to this whenever there's leaking information to insiders. And insiders are like, Baltimore and Lamar Jackson have had great chemistry. Like, there's just so many different ways. Part of the game, though. You can understand how that's a big part of the game, though, and how it's a big part of the business. Yeah, like, this is how you drive up interest in clients, how you do – yeah, like, 
this happens so much more, I think, than we even we even know. Yeah, it's business. Like when you type up a tweet, you know, sure, that is kind of like a what you're saying, State of the Union, pretty sure. much. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And there are some, you know, stats and analytics in there. <laughs> apparently, this is not why I did it. No, but apparently, that does drum up some fucking conversation. Yeah, absolutely. In a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. At very high places. Yep. Mm-hmm. Quickly. Very quick. Very quick. Had no idea. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, oh, this is like that type of situation, though. You know? So that one, we go ahead and put that in the, like, for later Remember in life. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's a move. But that's what these agents have. They have agencies. They know every trick in the game. And there's some agencies that are only specific in the NFL. Like, let's say Mulligetta. We bring him up a lot because yep. he was able to negotiate a $230 million guaranteed deal for a quarterback in 2022 that was going through some of the most serious allegations that ended up all getting settled, but everybody has their thoughts still to this day about those very serious allegations. Going In the middle of it, biggest deal of all time, dream deal that NFL players have been looking for forever. This has been talked about since the fucking 80s. Yeah. You're talking about like baseball players, guaranteed contracts, NBA players, guaranteed contracts, NFL players, when are we going to get a fucking guaranteed contract? The business minds, when are we going to be able to get this? This dude fucking gets it in the hardest conditions in the history of maybe negotiating. So this dude's a weapon. But this dude, Mulgeta, also has friends mm-hmm. that he works alongside that know maybe people at this team or at this team and they have the exact same operation it's like there's some negotiations that it would be a bad decision if you didn't hire a fleet to help you get it done because the amount of money at the end of the day is worth the you know there's a bite yeah. it's coming out still got a lot of fucking apple there oh, yeah, you know right. what i mean yeah there's still a lot of fucking apple there that's hanging out and changing generations and everything like that so it's an interesting thing with the whole lamar situation well and look what we just saw with Derek carr like, it was the same thing like there you know his agent or whatever and granted it's a different situation and it's not as much money but they were drumming up interest between like we heard after the fact after he signed with the saints it was the saints all along he wanted to go there they wanted him but we were hearing the jets you know he he was their number one target we were here in carolina want like you know he he drummed up kind of a like a yeah the, the same situation where it's like hey three different teams want me right now so kind of who's who's going to give me the best offer hey it's a good spot to be in it, absolutely spot. and it, hey, it is a great spot to be in oh yeah three because, teams because right now the best player the mvp don't have not one team that's willing to go spin for him as what they're saying which I think it's a lie. Oh, it's all bullshit. Well, yeah. Oh, it's a work. We thought this was a work, AJ, didn't we? We thought there was a chance this was all a work. Yeah, we thought so. Of course, you you would like to get the, like, if you're Lamar, you want to put out the impression, hey, I have, like, five teams bidding on my services, so, hey, you better come to the table. Well, well, or even just, like, a simple little, you know, public state of the union, like you said. Like, remember Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray's agent, you oh, know, yeah, a public. few days before, sent something oh, out via Schefter, you know, and he misspelled choses, but he still sent something <laughs> out to let everyone know, like, hey, this is what Kyler, you know, he loves winning. That was towards the end of the thing, too, wasn't it? Choses? Oh, yeah. Oh, choses, yeah. right? So much. Right, and they didn't just just say like, hey, you know, Kyler Murray wants this. He's committed. They legitimately went back 
explained the growth of the Arizona Cardinals with how much they've won before he was there and how much they've won since he's been there. And if you were to do that with Lamar, like, yeah, it's been pretty fucking different because after Flacco, you know, got his massive contract, so you know that they'll pay the quarterback if he earned it. After they paid Flacco that massive contract, they kind of fell off. And then what do they do? They said, all right, we got Lamar Jackson. He's one of one. We're going to get three tight ends. We're going to make our entire team built around Lamar Jackson. And then now that they're up to this point where it's, you know, pay Lamar Jackson, the guy that you've built your team around, the only reason your team has really been worth a shit because they were the number one seed up until he got hurt. He, I mean, he's the only quarterback, and this happened this year against the Dolphins, to throw for a 75-yard touchdown and rush for a 75-yard touchdown in the same game. So it's like there, there's no public PR for him, and that's why it feels like for us talking about it every day, like we said, like riding the wave, there's never going to be a day where we're like, man, Lamar finally came out and he's won this day. It's always going to be the Ravens. Work. Remember, we did this. Um, we did this when the NFL and the NFLPA were negotiating the most recent CBA. Yep. Yes, I, I actually. Uh, yeah. There was almost a little shit that got started actually because from what it, that was like our first dabble was in like maybe some you know shit. Yeah, like realizing the show people listen to it because. Maziano and others on ESPN every single morning whenever the negotiations were happening between the NFL and the NFLPA, (laughs) he had information coming to him from clearly the NFL side, Yes, which is his job, Mm -hmm. by the way. And if that's the information he's getting, like, it's his duty to fucking say it. Mm -hmm. And he was saying it every morning. And all you heard people say was, these players are so fucking spoiled. Yeah, (laughs) These players are what? And we were saying, like, hey, listen. NFLPA, if you have any reason for why you're not accepting, so there has to be some shit that you're saying no to this for. Like, it makes no sense. We were actually saying publicly, like, let us know, okay? We'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And we could hopefully, like, maybe get some of your shit out there. It's a real thing. Because I don't know if as many teams would be as interested, but if teams start hearing that other teams are interested, right. and then their suspicions yep. were like, yep, 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 okay, if they're in- okay, we are. Our fan base is going to go crazy if we don't make an attempt to get this guy. Like, all of that plays a factor. There's a lot of cooking that could happen here, I think. You know what I mean? We still got a lot of days, but there's a lot of cooking that could happen. Pac, how do you feel? I just don't. I agree with what you said, but I just don't figure out how Atlanta is not going crazy right now. Because like Falcons I, fans? Yeah, or? because when I went home last night, it was all over my tweet. Like, man, I heard it. I loved it. But – Coming back, listening to all of this, you got to get somebody in there that can go and play the game, man. Because you look at Ricky Williams. He had fucking um, uh, Master P. That shit did not work out. <laughs> um, and not, nothing against Master P. I'm no, no, business, P he's getting his business. Yeah, problem. he's great in his business. His business. You get what I'm saying? He then, yesterday, hey, I, I mean, I, I'm making sure I hired a guy. I'm making sure. We're you buy a stuff. house. You're going to get, like, a real st- to go through yes. all the fucking papers because they know what it is. Yes. Like, there's no there's no bad business in being like, hey, there's only a select amount of people that are really good at doing this type of business, which is what the fucking NFL is. Right. That's me trying to put this brick over here together. I don't know how to put no fucking brick together. Guess what I do? <laughs> I call a motherfucker who know how to put the brick together. <laughs> With my banking. Yeah, you delegate. I do, I you delegate. Do, yeah. I, yeah, I do my own banking, but I don't know shit about stocks and bonds. Mm-hmm. So guess what I do? I go and hire a motherfucker that's the best at doing stocks and bonds. I think the same thing need to go on with the agent. Nothing against trying to do it, you know, uh, all in, but you got to have somebody that can go and call different teams when the game, I mean, when the season's still going on. Hey, look, you know he's going to be available next year. That's early work, and these are seeds being planted. Like, it's just all that type of shit that kind of pops up. Because when, 
And once again, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I represent us and have done pretty good thus far. Mm -hmm. I've done pretty good thus far. There's been some misses for sure. We've made some places, gone to some things that are like, ah, this one wasn't what we thought. But always very open communication with the people, which is the biggest part of business. And I think that's why I am not able to do every type of business because you got to have somebody on those phones, like almost. Like that's a massive part of being an agent is like, communicating like hey mm-hmm. this is where we're at this is what we're thinking this is what we're doing you thinking anything no okay cool i also got this guy that i do business with he's thinking this we're thinking that you thinking anything no cool all right i'll talk to you next week or whatever man and then oh i got this guy to talk about this uh what's going on uh what's going on with blah 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 it's like i think he's coming back yeah he's healthy and everything like all that type of bullshitting yeah. that's bullshitting that's like agenting yes that is yeah. that is yeah. That is agent thing, you know? And it all kind of comes to a head here in Indianapolis during Combine Week. It's like all of the Zoom calls or the the, uh, voice memos that are happening or the text messages. All that comes to, like, the Combine. There's a lot of shit that's already been boom, 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 already set up to get there. It's a lot of bullshit. I don't like doing the bullshit. I enjoy representing myself. If I had somebody doing the bullshit... Or if I did more bullshit, our business would probably look vastly different from a finance to show part of it all. But it's like that's all a part of the NFL and how the NFL does business yeah. because shit happens. And I feel like he's missing out. And it's a lot of fucking money. It's a, it's lot. a lot of fucking money, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot. Yeah, it's like a lot. you said, too. Like, So if he has an agent and then we go back to Atlanta and they're involved, like you don't think Carolina immediately gets involved? It's like, hey, this is a team in our division. Yeah, in we our need division. a quarterback as well. Like we can we cannot let that happen, or at least we have to get in the sweepstakes and maybe try to woo him a little bit. Like if you if you have a guy, I, I'm not so sure that we wouldn't be here in seven to eight teams that are interested. I'm fascinated by it because what we don't even know what this deal is going to look like. No. Lamar might win. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. there's a chance well, yeah. that all this is bullshit, and Lamar and his mom over the next eight days or however long this is allowed to take place. Sit back, and a $240 million deal comes yeah. through. Yeah. And Lamar, just like he did whenever they told him to go play wide receiver, and him and his mom said, no, nah, I'm going to play quarterback, just like they had that one. There's a chance that could happen. Mm-hmm. There's a chance that that Absolutely. could still happen right now, which is awesome to think about. But looking on, I think we're all a little bit weary. Like, this doesn't seem as yeah. great I'm, as we no, thought I'm, it was going to be. I'm just nervous as hell for him because, like, he's too good of a player to be even have to worry about this. This deal should have been done a whole fucking year ago. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, there's something going on in the room. Yeah. And yeah. he's cash to- in, though, too. You've played football great yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. You deserve yes. to get generational wealth. Yes. So, it is, like, that thought, too. Like, remember that in the whole thing. Like, there's a chance to make a lot of money. Or Lamar Jackson, everybody loves him. That's why yeah. even more so we're asking these questions because in the community, he's beloved. In Baltimore, he's beloved. In South Florida, obviously, he's old. In Louisville, he's yeah. fucking beloved by literally everybody that's ever been around him is like, love this guy. Anytime he's at a press conference, I've never seen him have a bad day. No. <laughs> have you ever seen him have a bad day? He's handing no. out popcorn. Even if he had a bad game, the way he handled it was like... Yeah, never a prick to the nope. media or anything like that. MVP already. Yes. yes. Already proven himself. The health thing last year. And obviously, Marlon Humphrey came out and said that he was limping around the facility and everything like that. But their facilities, their training, everything got Fs. Yes. Right. So what was the rehab looking like? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. What Not was the, good. What was everything looking like over there? And also, we just assumed when he wasn't playing, we were told we were wrong by Marlon Humphrey mm-hmm. and others that we were wrong. But it's like, hey, this team... 
okay, are we going to win a Super Bowl? Uh, I'm not 100% sure with the other teams. Could be good. I am hurt. There was an opportunity to make, like, if business came into his mind, we all would have been very okay with it, oh, I yeah. think. During the season, we all would have been like, that's yeah. smart. Even the Ravens fans and everything like that. So now they're holding it against them, like, hey, you didn't play. But I think, like, a lot of us were like, shouldn't play. No like, way. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a very, it's all very interesting how it's being remembered and concocted almost in a conversation. People forget that this is not just a game to us. This is our livelihood. You know, one play you here, one play you gone. So it's not just we we going out and just having fun. We got to protect ourselves too. Business-wise, if I was Lamar, people ain't no way in the hell you finna go out there. If it hurt a little bit, it hurt a lot. That's what Darius said too. <laughs> yeah. Darius was like, he needs to not go be right. can't, He needs to not, What are we even mm-hmm. What are we yeah. talking we, about? We have – this is our – What this is – and I think it got very serious, obviously, on that Monday night, and I don't want to just compare things to that. But, like, football is a massive risk. And guys, you know, their careers can only be so long. And I understand that, well, go do another job, Ben. It's like, well, th- this is literally what we've been, you know, going to college for, and, like, this is literally what it was. <laughs> it's not just as easy just to be like, oh, I'll go fucking be an accountant. <laughs> Yeah. Like that is that, be a lawyer. Yeah, and also <laughs> let alone like handling like being having next to no money and then all money and then being like, well, you should have handled it better. It's like, okay, dude. Mm-hmm. All right, this is the first time I can just look at something and be like, <laughs> that's really nice. I can have that. Yeah. All right, I guess I will take that. Like it is is a hard thing to manage it all. And then you hear the way Lombardi speaks. Michael Lombardi. Mm-hmm. He's like, the team has no chemistry right now. The team, it's not even a team. Mm-hmm. This is just like humans and numbers pretty much. We can trade this guy in here. We can replace this guy here. We can move this guy here. And we're talking about pillars. That is how the NFL is. That's why whenever we talk about fucking Lamar Jackson, I always think to myself, like, make sure you get a paycheck. Yeah. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, make sure we I don't want him to fuck this up. I, I like I I, I want him to get a couple hundred. That's so much fucking money. It is. And we talked about this with Dak too, AJ kind of when he was offered that first yeah. deal, and then he got hurt, and it was like, and then he got another massive deal on yeah. top of it. We're like so happy for him. But that should easy come, easy go in a very very physical sport. You know what I mean? Do you think? Uh, I, I wonder if John Harbaugh. He's been standing like behind Lamar. I feel like this whole time publicly, right? He's saying Lamar's our guy. We love him. He does everything 2000%. right. I wonder if there's a, like. Is there any animosity between John Harbaugh and the front office now? And he, if he's like, hey, man, you got to get this done. This is dragged on long enough. I'm fascinated. It is. This is a unique situation. Go ahead, Ty. Well, we talk about, you know, like how Lamar, part of his game, too, he's very good. At, like, it never seems like he kind of takes the massive hit. But with the way he plays, like, look at Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray doesn't get his contract, mm. you know, done and he blows his knee out and loses, you know, eight games or whatever it was this year and then he's out another eight games next year and we don't know if he's the same guy after that like he's fucked. He's yes. fucked for the rest Personally, of his career as a human. I- I- exactly. I'm just saying in terms of what he can earn. Yes. And it's the same deal with Lamar. Like if he goes out there the way he plays like and it- and it's something as simple as I mean look look at Kyler's it wasn't a big contact thing. He yeah. he fucking got caught up, blew his knee out. Like if that happens to Lamar and he loses and ends up missing, you know, hundreds of millions. He's hundreds not getting that opportunity again. Yeah. He's so, just not. And it's like I don't even know what the next step is, like, because we only got a few. Yeah, only got a few days. Here, joining us now is a man who, obviously, is an incredible negotiator and businessman. 
Obviously, he's the president of UFC, which has its goat back. Yep. Hell yeah. Well, not just one, by the way. Yeah, multiple. Conor McGregor also back for hosting the Ultimate Fighter. A little bit of a dust-up in the house with the Michael Chandler. And what weight class are they going to be fighting at? And the founder of the Slap League, which has a massive card coming up. Uh-huh. Woo! Hey, I was reading him a little bit more about this. Because mm-hmm. we talked to him about it. I'm like, hey, Dana, those guys are in it up. You know what I mean? Big time. Uh, there are. It's a you fully. It. It's a digital. I'm no. No. That jaw should. Yeah, right? you should. Hey, you're fucking. It. You would. Your jaw would be attacking the palms yeah, of people. Breaking yeah, hands. They, boom, oh, they tap I'd out. Get, I'd, I'd get my first concussion from those guys. That looks scary. It's a completely <laughs> digital thing, scary. though. Oh, yeah. So, like, once I started framing it as, like, I've watched things on the internet of people doing. Like, this is a digital internet show, and it is. Garnering massive views. I assume it's going to have success because whenever this guy does something, he seemingly has success. Ladies and gentlemen, fucking Dana White. Yeah. What's up, dude? What's up, boys? Good morning. Hey, we have a question for you. Not about the UFC. It's about something else, but we feel like your big brain would be able to answer it efficiently. So, yes, bingo. Business brain. Need to hear from it. Need to hear your answer. Lamar Jackson, okay, does not have an agent. And I know that you've actually been a part of like piecing together an NFL-type deal, and you do a lot of business. But they're talking about now about how much the networking and how much like the driving up interest, both publicly and also behind closed doors, is what an agent is able to do. And that's potentially why there isn't as much interest or a deal getting done between he and the Ravens or another team. In your experience with dealing with people, and I negotiate my own deals, I take a lot of pride in that. I don't think I would with the fucking NFL, though. It feels like they have their own system. What are your thoughts on guys that represent themselves? How do you go about doing business with them versus somebody who maybe has an agent? And how do you think Lamar kind of could handle this whole situation from the little that you know about it? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of doing deals is about relationships, you know? Um, you know, where does he have a good relationship? Who does he feel comfortable with? Um, but at the end of the day, he doesn't really need an agent, but he should have a really good lawyer. Got to have a really good lawyer behind you that can actually get in there and and and, and do the contract the right way. I I know uh, a Rod, I think a Rod's last deal that he did with baseball, he did it with Warren Buffett. Called Warren Buffett, and Warren Buffett gave him a ton of advice on on how to uh, negotiate his last deal. But yeah, I mean, listen, the the one thing that you you can tell with the NFL is everybody's hard up for quarterbacks. Man, Lamar Jackson is a stud, um, and and I, I don't know. His whole how his relationship works with the Ravens or any other of these teams out there, but he can go in by himself and have a really, really good lawyer behind him. Okay, I appreciate hearing that. I think he'll probably appreciate hearing that. And whenever you get into the paperwork of it, Jesus, it's a different language, bro. It is a different language. I don't know how you have to deal with this at a much grander level, I'd assume, especially with the international stuff. I don't do it. I say, I need three pages. I don't don't need the, the whole thing. It is crazy some of the stuff that's in there to cover everybody's ass almost need this because of this past fuck-ups have caused this situation that's never happening again boom 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 it's wild the way some of these are structured dana this building is full of lawyers and my right hand man is a lawyer yeah (laughs) i I have lawyers all over me here man you you have to have good lawyers yeah i'm learning that yeah i mean i'm in a yeah i'm in the middle of uh yeah. Hey, you're right, Dana. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> you, you, need, you need good lawyers in the office, out of the office, everywhere you go, you need good lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning, learning, learning. And let me tell you what, if you even become this fucking successful, everybody out there is trying to fuck you over and uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you name yeah. it. I, if, if, when you and I finally get together and we sit down and play some blackjack, 
I will tell you some fucking horror stories, okay? Okay. It's just starting for you because you're starting. I'm sure you went through it when you played in the NFL a lot of shit. No. But you're at a whole nother level now, brother. Get ready. All right, Dana. I appreciate it. Can't wait for that, by the way. Hopefully we'll win, too. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking fun. Hell yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Sounds like a blast. Sounds Sounds like an absolute blast. I would appreciate that. And we appreciate you joining us. Let's talk about it. Your goat's home, man. John Jones is back. New weight class. Obviously made easy work in that particular fight. The place went bananas. And afterwards, I think you were chatting about, like, what's next for John Jones? And I think you compared him to, like, an artist. And he like, we're like dealing with an artist here. So like, what does that mean? He has a plan, a vision for what he wants to do. And then you guys just kind of come together and figure that out. Or what do you think is next? And how happy are you that he's back? Yeah, a lot of these guys that are super talented, uh, whether it be the John Jones, the Anderson Silvas, the Conor McGregor, the list goes on and on. You know, there, there's always, uh, they're, they're always unique in, in their own different ways. And, and we deal with them in different ways. Um, I think it's one of the things that, you know, as a company, we've been really good at. And every deal we've ever tried to get done, we've got done now without, with the exception of uh, Fedor and Francis. It's not a bad not a bad record for 22 years and dealing with thousands of fighters. What uh, is it? Is it money? Is it like the type of fighter they want to fight, when they want to fight? What is it all that? What is it that you have to kind of go through to get an agreement on the books, especially for these needle movers, legit needle movers? What's hilarious is... Um, Publicly, it always seems like it's about the money. And what's crazy is it's it's more about the little shit. It's all a little small shit around. The money is always, uh, uh, you know, the non-obvious. you guys want more money. The guys who are filming us right now for you want more money. You know, my, my, my social media guy is sitting over here wants more. Everybody wants more fucking money. Okay, that's, that's human nature. But when you get to a level of like the Connors and the John Joneses and these guys, it's the small shit. It's all the little shit that goes around. You know, there got John Jones hasn't worked. He worked, the, Saturday night was his first time he's worked in three years. Okay, so so yeah, money is an issue, but but you know he's got some fucking money. Yeah, it's all the other shit that goes that goes with it. That's a non-obvious, and I think it's viewed as a respect part of it all, right? That's where the respect. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, AJ. Dana, is there any way you could give uh, a couple examples of what some of those small things would be? With you don't have to name fighters, but what are those little things that get hung up on? Oh, it, it it can be from, and th- this happens all the time with, with, with some of these guys. Uh, I want the cover of the video game. Why is this guy on the cover of the yeah. video game? Um, you know, I want to be able to wear this. I want to be able to do that. It's just, it's such small shit that, but the problem is when, when you have, you know, if you call us like a league, if you have a league like we have, once you start giving to one, mm. then you have to give to 850. I mean, why does he get to do this and I don't get to do it? Why does he get to do this? And 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 I do that sometimes. I mean, that just happened recently where Conor McGregor was going to coach this season of The Ultimate Fighter, and he's like, yeah, I'll do it, but I'm bringing two guys that I want to make it right onto the show, you know? And then, of course, the fucking media, oh, that's not fair, and fucking what happened to those guys? Shut the fuck up. What, what, what's <laughs> 30 episodes, 30 seasons of this thing, what? okay? I've given a lot of opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we'll take care of the guys that aren't on it, and well, this is what Connor wants. We'll, we'll, we'll give it to him. Okay. You know, just, just those are just a couple of ideas. It could be video games, merchandise. I want to walk out. I want my flag. I want to do this. It's just 
It's a laundry list of small shit. Well, it's a solo sport, too. So, mm-hmm. like, and if they're on the cover, that's better for business. That means more people see them. That's like everybody's trying to get to that as quick as possible because they don't know how long they'll have. You having to make that decision is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, I do not envy that decision <laughs> at all for you. That That's a zero win. You got a lot of dogs over there. Let's talk about Conor McGregor coming back. The ultimate fighter. How many seasons is I just said 30? Is that right? Yeah, we're on 30, uh, 31. Wow. Oh, you ever like look up like other TV people and how many seasons their shit has lasted and anything like that? Yeah, I, th- I think the record is, um, um, fuck's that show, uh, Survivor. I think Survivor has the most. You're going to go get them? You're going to go get their fucking ass, huh? Do you think you I don't know, man. We'll see. I, that thing's still going. Uh, we'll, we'll see. The Ultimate Fighter the has Ultimate been. The Ultimate is still very relevant. Yes. One of the things that you notice, it happened. The Ultimate Fighter won our thirty-first season. We just did a, a, a season of Power Slap, um, which, which the same thing happened. The best always rise to the top. And me and my partner Craig Poligian did a show called um, called uh, The Ultimate Surfer that was on ABC. What? The guy who won The Ultimate Surfer won the U.S. Open of surfing. So when, when, you, when you do this style of, of competition. It's fascinating because the best always rise to the top. Yeah, and you find them and you get to learn about them. I assume you're learning about a lot of these fucking people as they're coming through the Ultimate Fighter as you're trying to build your business as well. It's almost like a, I don't want to say a college, but like a feeder system for the UFC. And it's all this talent. It's top-end talent. This year, with Conor McGregor and Mike Chandler in their inevitable fight that's going to be at what weight class? Are they going 235? What is the, uh, <laughs> uh, what weight class they're going to No, no, th- those guys are 55-pounders, but we don't know what we're going to do yet. We're, we're still working on that and figuring that out what is There's that? a lot of work to do on the connor fight still okay so that is not a guarantee i thought that was like assumed whenever the ultimate fighter starts yeah yeah yeah. no they're gonna fight when isn't guaranteed okay when what weight class what are these guys doing you know connor's filming this season the ultimate fighter with chandler but connor's still coming back from that shin break so you know Damn there's murder. still a lot of a lot of questions and ifs and we, we don't have answers yet and you know and so does connor right connor knows and you know that if he's doing something, all eyes are on it. Yeah. What an enigma this guy is, huh? What an absolute yeah. phenom. This guy, everybody, he, he walks into a room, every human just goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what, you know what I mean? What is, everybody is fascinated by it. He's taken yeah. over globally because who he is. So he knows that business-wise, he's a good businessman. Obviously, we've seen him with the proper 12 and everything else he's gotten into. So you having to deal with that entire thing while putting the fight together with expectations on there, that's a fun thing to think about for your life. That, that's really Yeah, but he's actually, he's a great partner. Uh, Connor is, is a great partner to work with. Connor and I have never had a problem. You think about this kid went from nobody knew who he was to one of the biggest superstars in all of sports. You've never seen any real public blowouts with me and him. We've never had, you know, because a lot of times when you, when you get to that level of fame and money, it fucks everything up, right? That's never happened with me and Connor. We, we've always been solid. Uh, he's a good businessman. He's, you know, he's a smart kid. He knows what he's doing. That boxing expose uh, with Floyd, I think, proved that because you there, him there, he obviously benefited from that incredibly. I would assume that you would as well as a fan, as a person that watches the fights, but not like I don't understand what the fuck's going on over there. I rolled one time, tapped out, what was it, three times in one minute. The motherfucker had both my arms, both my arms, Dana, 
Both, I tapped out both arms were going to break in there. As I watch it, it's like Connor getting back in there, John Jones back in there, like Sugar Sean, what he's doing. Like right. You have like, hey, let's go. It's a good time. And then now you're starting the slap league, which I think Pac-Man has a question about for sure. This, this is a two-part question, Danny. Um, first and foremost, Randy Rousey is 36. She looked amazing. I've seen her working out. Is there any chance that she might come back on the fight? And I see Conor McGregor. I know he's coming back off the shin. But he's one tough son of a bitch. Um, is there any chance that he might smack the shit out of somebody? <laughs> that, that who might come back to fight? Connor. Connor. Boy, Ronda Rousey to fight at 36 because I seen her working out. She looked good. I'm talking about cage fighting. And yeah, then yeah. I wanted to know since uh, McGregor coming off the shin thing, would he be willing to smack the shit out of somebody on that smack? Is he going to be back too? You think? Obviously. Um. So so Ronda Rousey um, achieved everything you could possibly achieve in MMA. She took the sport to a whole nother level, especially with, with women. And, uh, you know, she made a lot of money. And she, she did very well for herself. Then she went on to the WWE. She's killing it over there. She's got lots of sponsors and everything else. She's married. She has babies. She'll, she'll, she'll never come back to the UFC. But she'll never be forgotten for what she contributed to the UFC. Conor McGregor is definitely coming back. We're just trying to figure this, uh, you know, like I said earlier, all, all, all the all the – the weight class, the this, the that. We'll have that figured out in the next couple months. Okay, couple months. All right, so we're not worried about that. Neither side seems to be worried about mm-hmm. it. Both sides understand what is uh, being projected and expected, and nobody's worried about it over a couple-month period. Okay, good news. Let's talk about this slap league, dude. How's this going? You remember you were at Radio Row, and I was like, hey, Dana, I'm watching these people. Boom. And then I think about your program. You're on Rumble, obviously. You're available on Apple TV. You're on, like, Fight TV. You're like a digital... This is a digital show. First fully almost digital sport that is taking place. And since the beginning of the internet, people getting in... slap Like, slap has been very successful. Oh, yeah. Very, very successful. How have you experienced slap and its growth? And has there been a lot of, like... The, you told us at Radio Row, the same shit that was being said about the UFC 20 years ago. Has that continued? And have you experienced the same path still? Deja vu. It's like deja vu, exactly like the UFC when we first started it. Except more media is actually covering this than covered the UFC. It doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. You know, these guys in the media have tried to kill this thing since day one. And thank God, I love them all because they helped build this thing into the monster that it is today. Um, A billion views, a billion views just on TikTok in, in eight weeks. 38.5 38.5 million views a week on Instagram. We did the, gave the international rights to Rumble. The episodes as a whole have done 11.5 million views. And if you add YouTube, it's at like 15 million. And I could go on with stats all day long. This thing has been incredibly successful. And I'll, I'll announce this here with you guys. Um, oh, wow. I've come to a two-year deal for Slap. Um, we haven't done a deal yet, but we have a term sheet. I have a term sheet Close. with Rumble for the next two years to deliver two more episodes of uh, the, the reality show, uh, Power Slap, and eight live fights. And I'm working on a deal right now to film season two on Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Whoa! <laughs> Everybody will remember Fight Island from... Hey, you're doing, <laughs> yeah. hey, you're doing, you're doing business. You're doing business. You're doing business. Yeah. Everybody will remember Fight Island because uh, whenever... Old COVID came from, uh-huh. you know, uh, COVID came into uh, the world, right. okay? Sure. COVID, uh, COVID did this little jump in to the party, mm-hmm. okay? Shut down everything. Yeah. Yep. Can't, nobody can allowed to do anything. Of course. 
Okay, and then nothing's allowed to happen. We are, we have no idea what this is, how capable this is to spread. There's one point where we're all looking at each other without glasses. That's right. That's right. That was being talked about. And there was no live events taking place. There was no sports. The last sport that was played was Aussie Rules football, the AFL. And it's only because they were so late at night, the message hadn't got to Australia yet that, hey, <laughs> we're shutting fucking everything down. So they shut everything down. And then all of a sudden, Dana White, sitting in his UFC office in Vegas, walks around. He gets on the horn, calls everywhere on earth to find out if he could build a bubble. This dude wanted to do like the fucking dome, basically. Yeah, Biodome bio movie so that he could continue to put on fights and fights and fights. He what? finds this fucking place, okay? Then he's like, he goes to his uh, broadcasting partners, Disney, ESPN. He goes, hey, good news, okay? Nobody else will be able to fucking do this. I have a connection in fucking Abu Dhabi that told <laughs> me I could build a dome over here. They said you can't do it. So he had to do a press conference. Okay. In press conferences, you say uh, you announce that you're stopping things, but then in the press conference, you say could have done it though. Would like mm-hmm. to let everybody know could have done it if we had to. Only being a good partner here, and then we learn slowly a fucking fight island, mm-hmm. and then there's an event at Fight Island, yeah. and then we're like, holy shit! This dude literally went to the other side of Earth and created a fight heaven. It seems like, and now you're going to try to use it more. Congrats to oh. you, and I know that's something you're very proud of. I would assume. Yeah, that, thank you. And, and what was crazy is while we were trying to find solutions to do that, you know, I didn't really tell the media too much because they're a bunch of scumbags. Jesus. And basically what would happen is every time I would, uh, you know, announce something, these, these pieces of shit would literally <laughs> reach out and try to get this shit canceled. So I got to a point where it's like, you know what? I'm not telling these fucking people anything. They're on a need-to-know basis. When I need them to know, that's when they'll fucking know. It's the same thing with Slap. If you look at what all these fucking scumbags have been writing and doing for the last eight weeks, they have helped me build this thing into a fucking machine. You know what I mean? And right now, it's like yesterday I announced at the press conference. uh, We've received approval from five states to hold Slap events. There's an additional five states where Slap's going to be supported by the commission and being added to an agenda. And then there's an additional six states where SLAP is being discussed for, for uh, approval by the legislation. I didn't name one state because every fucking scumbag in the media would have been on the phone trying to call these states going, what are you doing? This is horrible. Uh, this is disgusting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and what I'm going to continue to do is build this thing and grow it and shove it right up all their fucking ass. Okay. Hey, good luck <laughs> out there. Yeah. Good luck out there. Now, AJ, what do you say always? Your persecute? What is it? Uh, what's the state of the saying? Uh? Oh, like does people, I guess, persecuting you make you stronger in your beliefs and how you do things? When people come at you and try to say, "Hey, you can't do this. This is not right." I love it. Yeah, seems that's, like that's, that. That's, that's oh, yeah. It gets me out of bed in the morning, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I, felt, yeah. I felt that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt that in that last answer. We really. Why it, are they doing it, Dana? If they know they're building your brand, they're doing all this. It's helping you. Why do they continue to write these things and say these things? Because they're that fucking arrogant and they're that fucking stupid that they don't believe they are. They actually, this is what they think. They think that they actually matter. You're talking about do nothing, (laughs) know nothing, never fucking built nothing, pieces of shit who sit around and fucking write their opinions that nobody really gives a fuck about. Hell yeah. Let it out. If their opinions mattered and meant something, there would be no UFC and there would definitely be no power slap. Okay. Hey, man. Hell yeah. It's just a, a testament to how fucking irrelevant 
these people really are. Isn't it a fantastic thing, though, that you do press conferences? Isn't that awesome? Like you go oh, up there, uh-huh. you go like you. It is, it is, that, that is that's the best part of this whole thing. Like what you just did. How about this? And then let me leave. let me tell you this one. My hometown newspaper is called the Review Journal. Okay, this is our hometown newspaper. So we fight, we fight our way through COVID. We we do it. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody fucking da 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 da. Right? Like you just went through the whole thing that you just told. Hey, that was so accurate, we're coming right? Back to uh-huh. doing live events. Yeah. We're gonna do a live event. And I said I will not do a live event in the United States unless we can have a packed house and we can sell tickets. My hometown newspaper, okay, <laughs> writes a story, and the headline is, 12,000 people are willing to die to oh, watch okay. a UFC event. Oh, That's how fucking weak and pathetic these fucking people are, okay? My hometown newspaper. Now, my hometown newspaper also just came out, the Las Vegas Review-Journal, and wrote a story saying, uh, the athletic commission should be ashamed of itself oh, for putting for letting power slap happen in this in this in this state. Let me tell you what the athletic the, the Nevada State Athletic Commission is the biggest, baddest, and the best fucking uh, you know uh, athletic commission in the world. If they were in Alaska and they were the same as they are here, I would still go to Alaska to seek out their uh, approval. You know what I mean? Yes. What they're there for? They're not there to, to say whether. Slap or UFC or boxing or, or whatever, you know, if, if it's right or wrong, what they're there to do is make sure that it's safe for the participants. Because guess what, everybody? I didn't invent slap, okay? It's been around for years. I saw it. I said, wow, wonderful. Picked it up and you did it right. And you did this and did that. The thing was doing 350 million views. I was like, well, what would happen if you did it right? You know what the answer is? The answer is over a billion. Views oh, you know, you set yourself yeah. up right there. That was, uh, that was so good. That was good. What Bravo. the commission does is they come in and make sure there's a fair playing ground, that all the proper medical te- testing is being done for these athletes. They're getting paid what they're supposed to be getting paid, and the list goes on and on because there's no barrier to entry to this. Anybody can do it. The guy, um, Jeff Mullen, who runs the commission, has been has been in this business for since 1983. And a guy named Anthony Marnell, who runs the commission, is a fucking multimillionaire. He doesn't need to do this shit. He loves the state of Nevada. He loves combat sports, and he's dedicated ten years of his life to it. And we got to listen to these fucking idiots over at the Las Vegas Review Journal, whiny, wimpy, weak motherfuckers talking about <laughs> you know, what people shouldn't be doing. All right, hell of a promo there. Yeah. Let it out. Woo. Let it out. I can't wait to hear their. Res- I can't wait to hear their response there. I can't wait to hear their response uh-huh. to that. I think it's going to be good. Um, it's fascinating though, because as you were talking about that. And I want to let you know, that was a pretty solid promo. Like, yeah, people yeah, talk great. about, like, promos for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was one, not one single blip. No, no, no. That was ready to go. No, I don't know. There was no flub. I, no flub, no yeah. Flub. I don't, no flub. Fucking send it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there was a single flub. That was very, that was a great promo. Yeah. That wow. was really, hey. Wow. That was unbelievable. You really meant it. Obviously, what AJ said earlier about the persecution makes you stronger in your beliefs. You're certainly a chip-on-the-shoulder guy, as all the elites and greats are. I started to think about why everybody's so against it, and then it, it came back to kind of my thought. But then I immediately thought about our sport of football, where you got every ex-player, pretty much, 
obviously not every ex-player, but a majority of ex-players that say, like, I knew what could happen to me when I played football. Mm-hmm. I would do it all again. Yes, I'm thankful for football. Like, everybody I've talked to in football has said that. Now, I'm obviously not somebody. I was a punter. If I made a tackle, my whole body hurt, and I assume I just got CT immediately because I'm a delicate flower. But every single football player that I fucking have talked to has said, like, I would sign up to do it again, even if I knew what I knew now. So your participants, I would assume, there's hefty amounts of, like, you know what you're signing up. You show them clips. Like, there's already a league that was formed that it was, like, a feeder system. Or how do we get the people that are participating in this? And they all, I would assume, are like, yep, this is dream come true because there's real money available now. And there's, like, real fucking money. This is a profession for some people. 100%. Exactly. So when we did the the, the first season and, and, and when we did the first event that we did, this has all been a test. We put it on television. We built a digital plan. We built a social plan and, and to test the waters to see what worked and what didn't work. Now we figured it out and we got it dialed in. Now this thing's going to go to a whole nother level. And, and like you said, nobody out there thinks that getting punched in the head or, or, or slapped in the head or in football banging heads is good for you. Everybody knows, you know, the, uh, you know, everybody accepts the responsibility Repercussions. for what could possibly happen. In the UFC, what we do is we spend a shitload of money on health and safety. We make sure that we do the proper medical testing before, during, and after the fight to make sure that we have healthy people. And it's expensive, but it's, it's what we do. We spend a lot of money on that. And, um, yeah, you're right. Who, who are these guys to say, you know, oh, football could give you CTE or boxing or, or MMA or slapping? These are grown human beings who make a decision, and, and, and even, who was it, the New York Times the other day that wrote the story with the girl in it, or, or yeah, it was the New York Times, wrote the story with, fucking New York Times, they're, they're awesome. I heard, fucking I heard you buried whiny, them the other, yep, yeah, there it is, yep. Biggest whiny fucking babies on the planet. I heard you're in the middle so it, of it, it with them, what's good, is it because of the slap league, or what is it, because I heard you cut a no, promo the other always day. always something, COVID, they were coming, uh, COVID, then it's this, <laughs> then it's that, it's fucking, these guys are, the, they're the fucking worst, man. <laughs> yeah, but, the, the bottom line is this, they had a girl, who was in our first slap event, right? And she's the girl that you saw online when she got slapped. She actually did a somersault, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so she's like, that looks yeah, funny. no, I would yeah, never right. do it again. Yeah, you should never do it again. You're right. And, and this is what happens. It doesn't just happen in slapping. It happens in boxing. It happens in, in UFC. Right. It happens in football, basketball, baseball. Sometimes you think, hey, I think I'm into this, and I think I'd like to try it and see if I'm good at it. You get in there, and you go, oh, shit, you know what? This isn't for me. Yeah. She's not wrong. She should never do it again. She's right. I but like- there are plenty of people out there that are good enough, talented enough, and this is what they want to do. And like you said, imagine where you would be today if it wasn't for football. Football gave you a platform, changed your life, just like the UFC has done for people, boxing has done for people, and like slap will do for people. Okay. I appreciate the. I appreciate you taking the opportunity to state your side of the case, too. Yeah. Right, because it gets chatted about a lot, and you just went through the entire thought process behind it. Because I didn't know the New York Times was coming after you, but I did know that there were certainly internet folks there. The New York Times, they're a big deal, aren't they? Yeah. We need them to remain a big deal, by the way, for what's. Uh There are publications that that came after us that would never cover slap in a million years. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm talking about why, you know, over the last eight weeks, all the press has been good press, it's all good. You know, it helped build this thing to where it is today, and it got us to an incredible two-year deal, and, and uh, you know, here we go. 
You spent a lot of time with us. I assume you got a lot to do, but there's one more question we have to ask you from Connor. Go ahead, pal. Yeah, Dana, we all watched the fight on Saturday, and it was unbelievable, but we were wondering kind of, you know, is Jake Gyllenhaal going to face repercussions after that event he did, you know, continuing to beat down on that guy after the referee called the fight, and also how was it working with Gyllenhaal during that movie? How's that come together, too? Absolutely. He's going to have to go before the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and uh, he's probably going to get suspended, and uh, oh, <laughs> that's oh. hilarious. Probably why he's going to be How'd that come together, though? They pitch you. There has to be some sort of deal, because I saw Joe wasn't a part of it. They had the side yeah. shot. It was Anik, Cormier, and Megan, I believe. Yes, I'm through. Joe was not a part of it on the side, so I was like, ooh, that means, in my mind, Joe was potentially approached and said, nah, not, not for me, dog, <laughs> yeah. which I appreciate the fact that he did that. How does that all come together? Is that a negotiation? Yeah. So that- what happened is Joel Silver is a legendary producer in Hollywood, and uh, he, he wanted to remake, um, you know, Roadhouse. So he, And he had this whole UFC thing that he wanted to integrate into it. And, you know, we're, we're tight with him. I'm close to him, and so is uh, Ari. And, you know, he approached us, and, and we said, yeah, we, we would do it with him. I don't know uh, if Rogan was approached to be a part of it or Got how it. that all worked out. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Joe, Joe does Joe. He does yes. his, his own thing. Very you well. Know, um, yeah. Joe, we're all yeah, watching 100%. Joe. Yeah, we're all watching Joe going. Mm-hmm. Keep going, Joe. <laughs> Come on, Keep, Joe. Joe, go get more money, Joe. I love what you're doing, Joe. Uh, yeah, we love Joe Rogan over here. Another person we love on the Internet before we let you go. Is Bula about to be strapping up with his seven CJs and eight CJs and getting into the fucking octagon, pal? How was this? What a dream come true for the entire world you got to experience with Bula. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had some fun with him, man. It, it, it's awesome. He's actually in town for Power Slap. He's going to Power Slap on Saturday. Are you having and, him? Uh, is, is he working there or just fan? Watching? No, no. He's, he's just coming to watch, yeah. And uh, he, he spent this entire week doing crazy shit with the Nelk boys. So, uh, yeah, he's out here having a blast. All right. Well, good luck this weekend. Good luck with the rest of it. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. Hey, congrats on the Hall of Fame nomination, buddy. How about that? Wasn't that crazy? It was a long time ago, but it's so dumb that that happened. That's going to be forever now, right? I'm nominated for the Hall of Fame forever. Forever. (laughs) What a joke, dude. All right. We appreciate you. Dana White. I mean, I think he had some stuff he wanted to say. Yeah. I mean, that promo. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about shots. Hey, that was explosives. What? Not a flub. No. No. He ripped it. And then we moved. uh, We were at a different portion, I thought. And he said, Uh wait a minute, actually. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Bang. Glass broke again. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 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 He came right back into (laughs) it. And we're talking another top tier. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you said last question, it took everything in my soul not to ask him, hey, you see the news on Fauci yesterday? But I decided not to. Thank (laughs) you. He did. He saw it. Imagine that promo. Exactly. I knew he did. So I was trying to discuss Fight Island without us diving into that. (laughs) Yeah. What was going on? So that's why I. Let's get all the way through this. Mm -hmm. Let's get past it. And Mm -hmm. let's get to. Not a chance. The process. What we've seen there. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's. Oh, hey. That's heating up. Let's get to a break. Let's get to a break. What's heating up? No. (laughs) The Las Vegas. (laughs) There's no reason. There's no reason. Las Vegas Review is going through it right now after that promo. Jeez. Oh, shit. Dude, I didn't know they existed. Las Vegas Review is saying the same thing as him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Dana. It's just like he was talking about with, if they didn't die, they're helping us. It's like Las Vegas Review's numbers. Yeah. Fucking way up. I hope they can make amends. They will. Doesn't sound like it. I hope you guys get can you practice for? Can you practice for slap league? I mean, you can practice slapping things, but can you practice getting hit? 
Dude, I, I'm so torn I on. I think every time you hear me ask him about it, I'm like in a very interesting spot. What kind of longevity do you have in the sport too? Could you How could you fights? be like a back to back to back to back champ? Because either way, you're you're eating shots no matter what. Yeah, shots. Yeah, big shots too. It's not it, like I mean, there was that one little guy I seen. He didn't really. He didn't have a chance. chance. What oh, they he, he was you right over his ear. Uh, Is there illegal to hit you in certain spots? Like if they go right over your yeah. ear? Yeah. No, you I don't think you, you can hit. Yeah, the you ear. can't hit the ear. It has to be like on the cheek. Mm-hmm. That's why but, you see like the the uh, what's that cotton swabs? Yeah. Oh, he's like, Jesus Christ. We started bloody nothing. You boxed before, obviously. Yeah, but that's different than boxing, buddy. No, 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 of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course, of course. You got but, gloves on in boxing. Yeah, yeah Angie can move. Yeah. yeah. That one's interesting, man. If but it, people watch it, though. They do. Mm-hmm. But that got to hurt. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, my God. If you were committed, I guess for somebody that doesn't want to have to get in shape, think if you don't have to box at pack, you know, like boxing is so damn tiring. You have to be in unbelievable shape. If you want to do some kind of combat sport, but you don't want to have to do any cardio, get in the slap weight. Yeah, if you have a good jaw, mm-hmm. hey, I got a good jaw. Try your hand. I'm a construction like, worker. Okay? I like to run. I make, yes, here we go. I'm a construction worker. I smoke darts. What? So many. All day, bro. Two packs. I weigh 255 pounds. We know a guy like that. I make $13.50 an hour. But you know what? People tell me when I get boozed up, ain't nobody can fucking take me down. That's right. Fists bounce off of my face. Like that dude that was up in the cement thing? Yeah. That Sugar Sean O'Malley mm-hmm. fought? Mm-hmm. Chris Pino. Like that's a weapon some people yeah. have. He should yeah. join, actually. I'm he here is. to fucking slap some people in no, the face. Don't Let's have, do it. He should be in the slap. Bam. Yeah. He killed a guy with the side. He before. did kill a guy, yeah. And he's Who? he's oh, Italian, he's so the hand motion. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. He's already he, got it. He's Who? used to the this guy Haddlebags. I've tried to hire him like oh. seven to eight different times just because Is this the window cleaner? Yes. Yeah. He is one of the greatest humans to ever exist. Absolute legend. I got a chance to like just like experience him like only in celebrations pretty much. Mm-hmm. Because every time we were around each other it was hilarious. Every time I was around this human, I laughed. He's the every, best. Every single <laughs> from all the way through high school, college, in the pros and everything like that. I've tried to hire him like seven, eight different times. I go back to Pittsburgh one time, uh, and they're like, Haddleback's coming over, and everybody's like, look out. You know, I'm like, what's everybody? What the fuck? Why is everybody so negative? He walks into the room. Okay, there's four people, four Italians, I believe. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's actually four other Italians. He walks in. First guy, he gives a handshake, bang, bats his, uh, bats his watch, breaks his watch. breaks his watch from the handshake. Next guy, chest slap, chop, mm-hmm. breaks his necklace. Okay. Like, just hits the guy's necklace, chain falls off. Third guy picks up, squeeze, yeah. drops down. Mm-hmm. And then for me, we had classic handshake, stay away. Okay? Yeah. Yep. Sure. How you doing? Good to see you. Tough as a fucking mm-hmm. nail. Yes, 1,000%. Brick shit house. There's no way any of us want to see him line up in that, though. If we saw Haddlebags ah. like this, I could. Did you guys ever see never. Tough Man Contest back in the day? Did you ever go to that? I went to one in West Virginia. West I've been to Tough Man Contest. Yeah. Those are awesome. Back Hair Arena, Dayton, Ohio. Hair Arena. I used to grow up. I grew up middle school, high school going to that stuff. Ooh. That was where Butterbean was the guy. I was yeah. going to say, what is yeah. that? Butterbean was the champion. It's like No, randoms come fight. They let randoms come, and they box each other. Oh, yeah, but okay. that's how Butterbean became who he was. It's yeah. like normally in very small towns out in the rough and rowdy kind of. Yeah, sure. Kind of has, has kind of taken that particular spot. But these this one was like a national one, big deal. Tournaments. Yeah. It was always fighting for a mm-hmm. tournament. And you're talking about 
I had a great time at a couple of those fights. Guys would gas out pretty quickly. It's bar fights with gloves. Like yeah, people sure. are going in there Real very bar. drunk, yep. ripping it. Everybody in there was intoxicated, and then it was like, "Come in the ring!" And this guy <laughs> and his friends would literally be just standing, going crazy. Some of them wearing like jeans or jean shorts. <laughs> boots. That's not fucking yeah, boots. Yeah, that's yep. not yep. boots and jean shorts coming in with built a belt buckle, mm-hmm. and then obviously just coming in incredibly intoxicated. Ready to fucking go to war. Ready to just turn the lights off. Here I am. Ooh, raw. I am (laughs) going this way. And then there'll be some, like, talented fighters. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, those boots and jorts and those belt buckles that came in there drunk, they didn't know there was a ringer that was trying to win the tournament that was, like, 1500 bucks or something like that. And I... You've seen some people. Yeah, Yeah. nighty night. Out of the ring? I've seen a fucker out of the... over Boom. Out of the ring. Boots flying. Mm Mm-hmm. You you fought in Rough Rowdy what twice? Yeah, I fought in Rough Rowdy twice. You I fought like the some... guy in Rough yeah. Rowdy. Yeah, I did. Um, first fight, I think I won. Second fight, he whooped my ass. I wasn't in shape. No, no excuses. He was the better man on that day. Hey, you were working out though, weren't you? Oh, yeah. A little yeah. bit too late though. I'm, too late. Al- I'm always in shape, but in boxing, you gotta be really in shape. Ain't none of that bullshit. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go work out for an hour. No, 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 no. Because th- three minutes is like working out for five hours. Jesus. Well, I mean, he's going to find out today. Yeah, I'm putting him in the Oculus, AJ. Oh, all right. Okay. I'm putting him in the the Oculus Arena. He is not. He said he's never done it, right? That's tiring. It's a good workout. It's a workout. That's Mm -hmm. shit. So I'm like wondering also, like, how good are those fake humans in there? Yep. Because there's different levels. Mm -hmm. You've boxed. You've been, you've had good showings while you're boxing. I'd like to see what you do to these fucking fake humans Mm -hmm. in the Oculus. See if the hands. Pat, I drop them. You drop them? All of them. I'm sure I ain't going to have no problem with drugs. Well, well, uh, yeah, well, 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 a lot of people yeah. have struggled. Derek, For real? Yeah. yeah. Legit. Mm-hmm. People win by, like, points. You know, you got to actually like, box these fucking yeah. things. Like, you got to... They have hands, too. Mm-hmm. And they're always on top of you. I've, I fucking started doing it in here. I got a full ring. You know, my Oculus yeah. Arena mm-hmm. yep. is huge. And I'm, like, moving. And these things are just right on... They don't got legs. Just, like, they're right on... <laughs> yeah, upper body. God damn. God in damn. your grill. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're in there. Like, get yeah. away from me, dude. I would like to see how you do. I assume you'll drop somebody. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna drop him. Okay, but if you, I hey. sure hope you have to. Oh. Foxy, you, you started dropping guys right at some point. Oh yeah, it took me a little bit though. It is tough, uh, and it's a fucking huge workout. Yeah, but I, but he's actually training for boxing. Boxing. True. I've been there. Oculus boxing might be your thing. You don't have to worry about getting punched in the face exactly. at all. Nope. At, there's no thought. Oh, I'm gonna get punched in the face. Yeah, just hands. None, because you got those glasses on. <laughs> You're in a good spot. That's yep. awesome. It's a fake human at the end yep. of the day. <laughs> Joining us now is a man who might know more answers and probably has an incredible opinion on it because we learned this year everything you asked this person about, he has an incredible opinion on. Yep. He's gonna be a future Hall of Famer. Yes, he's sir. gonna be a general manager in the future around the NFL. And he's currently training right now on a goat farm somewhere in Texas with DeAndre Hopkins and Derek fucking Henry. Bouncing back off of a knee injury. Just signed a deal with the Bills. He'll be there for a long time. DN, Edge, Rush, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of the Buffalo Bills, Vaughn Miller. Howdy, guys. Thanks for having me again. Vaughn, great to see you. We're going to link up at the Super Bowl. 
Everybody's schedule is bananas. We saw you doing your thing. We're happy for you, pal. Hey, baby, Bob. We're happy for you, pal. Thank you. I appreciate you. Now, and just like we would assume, you're in the middle of doing something incredible and scheduling something incredible in April. I believe there's a Vaughn Miller Day. It sounds like just a block party's taking place it, down in yep. Texas where you're from. Sounds like a great time. You are the fucking man. You know this, Vaughn. <laughs> what are you up to right now? How do you feel health-wise? And whenever we're speaking about this Lamar Jackson situation and the guaranteed contracts, does that pique your interest as somebody who's obviously very invested in the business of the NFL? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, first I'll start with, you know, I'm in a good spot. Um, you know, it was three, I think it was three months last week. It was, it was three months last week or the, or the week before that. I just kind of keep my head down and I just grind. Um, I'm feeling good, starting to feel, you know, normal and feeling athletic and, and ready to go again. Oh, you know, so that's my my health. Uh, so my you're health back, update. huh? You're back, clear. You I, think? I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I don't even think about it. You know, obviously, if we start doing some super athletic stuff, I probably you know have uh, some oh, hesitation. Some What's some yeah, super I, athletic I feel, shit? Excuse me. What is yeah. this? When we start doing, I don't think me and my friends have ever been like, <laughs> all right. Once we start doing the super athletic shit, then we got to kind of think about yeah, it. Nope. What is super athletic shit in your eyes, and when is that coming? You think? I guess when it when it starts to do like real football shit, like oh, okay. it'll probably you know. But by that time, you know, by that time in another month, you know, I, I'll be another month into it, another month and a half into it, and I'll be feeling. Hopefully, I'll be feeling ready to go for that. Um, but um, you know, this uh, the Lamar the Lamar Jackson situation. I've been talking about this since during the season. It, it's it it's just it's, it baffles me, you know. And I seen some uh, some uh, tweets from my colleagues from Tyron Matthew. You, you, we've never seen an MVP get treated this way. Say that. Um, it's just uh, it's, this is uh, this is this is just crazy. Um, you know, to see the things unfold with Lamar Jackson. I think it's we don't it's. Such a talking point because it feels like no guaranteed contracts are going to be the stand. Like this is that's what it feels like, right? It feels like that is a public statement. With how loud it was, it's like this is not going to be a thing. And we obviously know that the guaranteed contracts in the NFL has been a conversation since what, like fucking 1970, probably 1980 in the whole thing. Yes, sir. So that's why the Deshaun Watson contract. That's why when you hear us talk about Mulligetta, it's like there is decades and decades and decades of players that have been seeking that, fighting for that, hoping for that, and wishing that they were the first. So when Deshaun gets it, it's a massive ordeal, and, like, shout-out to the agent. Now, Lamar is just, do you think that there's any chance in hell that these owners give? Because it seems like it's been a very loud message, like, uh-uh, you guys have been wanting to get to this point for a long time. We might get there at some point, but we're not there right now because of what Haslam did in Cleveland. Do you think that's potentially a part of it? Because that's been chatted about a lot, especially here and I think other places as well. Um, I think I don't think everybody should get guaranteed contracts. You know, I I start right there. You know, I don't think just because you played two weeks in training camp, you get fully guaranteed contract for. I don't I don't think it should be like that, but. There are there are a few players on each team that deserve um, fully guaranteed contracts. Your franchise guys, um, you know the guys that you cannot, you know, live without. Um, they deserve um, fully guaranteed contracts. So it's only one or two on, on each team, and then um, the way they should go about contracts before you know what we've been doing. You know, we've we've slowly been getting the process. You know, guarantees are getting higher and higher and higher for all players. You know, myself and, and everybody, guarantees get higher and higher and higher. But for your quarterback, for your young franchise quarterback, that has to be the guy that you want to build your the next five, six, seven, eight years. 
you have to fully guarantee that contract. And I think when Deshaun Watson got that deal, it just I wouldn't say it opened up the floodgates, but it's starting to it's starting to trickle a little bit. And there are a few players around the league that deserve that same type of contract. So Russ didn't get it afterwards. Nope. Kyler did not get it afterwards. Nope. But I think Vaughn Vaughn won't say it because Vaughn's still in the league and Vaughn's an incredible leader. We wouldn't say at this stage that they are necessarily the ones that, accomplished that deserve to go do it. Like 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 Russell maybe back whenever mm-hmm. you know yeah. it was like he was Winning a dog. He, he his first yeah. contract mm-hmm. we would probably expect yeah. it. But Lamar I think is like the first guy that we've seen that's like. Hey, earned it. This is this is the one. And then you look at yeah. behind them, you got Burrow, obviously, you got Herbert, obviously. You got some guys who've Herbert's Jaylen. gonna have to accomplish them. Jalen Hurts already in his fucking Super Bowl. Exactly. And with how good he's got. I mean, there's a lot that are there's a lot of eyes on this, which is why I think it's such a big deal. And uh, we just hope Lamar gets a couple hundred million dollars right now for all of his hard work. Uh, yeah. For all of his hard work. We hope he right you know what I mean? We hope there isn't yeah. such a standoff where he doesn't get generational it's, wealth, too, you know? It, it's, it's going to happen. You know, will it be an ugly mud fight that ensues to get there? You know, maybe. But it will happen. Lamar Jackson will get the deal that he deserves, whether that's from the Baltimore Ravens or whether that's from the Washington, the Washington Commanders or whoever it may be. He will get the deal that he deserves. Way out. It just depends on who it comes from and what type of mud fight ensues, you know, to get there. Go ahead, AJ. Sorry about that. Bob, why do you think these teams that seemingly need a quarterback seem so quickly to jump out and say, hey, we're not we're not in on the, the Lamar sweepstakes? What's the reason behind that? Yeah, that'll work. No, I, I, you know, Lamar, Lamar Jackson is a – he's a different style of quarterback. You know, and I think it's easy for teams to say, oh, no, we're not going down that road. It's not saying that he's not, you know, talented and he's not going – he's not the MVP and he's not all of these things. But there are some teams that, you know, maybe they want to go in a traditional route with a, with a different style of quarterback. Very that's, fair. that's all cool. That's that's all cool. You know, maybe some GMs like this type of quarterback, they fit this team, they fit this offensive scheme, and, you know, some teams like this type of quarterback. So that's what I thought – that's what I think we saw happen with the Atlanta Falcons. And it was an, it was another team that said, you know, right off the bat that, that, that they weren't interested. But – if there are teams. There are teams that are interested. There are teams that are interested, and he's going. He's going to get a deal. It's a team out there that needs Lamar Jackson right now. It may not be the Atlanta Falcons, but there is a team that could use Lamar Jackson on the way to winning the Super Bowl. When push when push comes to shove, an owner is going to say, "Yeah, we can win right now." Yep. Mm-hmm. Promise that. Yep. Fuck it. We'll take him. Do it. You know what I mean? Like there's humans at the end of the day making these decisions. People can be out now and in. After the draft, mm-hmm. too, whenever they see their team coming together, I'm excited for it. Pac has a question for you, Vaughn. What's up, bro? Hey, man, what up, my boy? What's up, my boy? This is, this I see uh, you with the PXG. I see you with the PXG lid, too, yeah, my you boy. smell me. <laughs> 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 hey, look, we had Mike uh, Lombardi on here earlier, and we was talking about how Lamar was drafted at 32. Um, his mom been representing him through the whole time. My question to you, you've had a lot of big contract deals done. Do you think his mom have – I should rephrase this. Do you think him having his mom represent him is slowing the process down than him having somebody with his mom, do you think it would speed the process up? Uh, you know, it, it's probably not um, – you know, this is just my opinion. It's probably not – it's probably not speeding this process up. You know, once you have an agent, you know, you talk about Mugaletta and – you know, all of these guys in Vanguard and, you know, you talk about all these Asians that do these type of contracts, you know, every other year, you know, they might be able to, you know, have some avenues that they can fall into where they can, you know, speed up a little bit. But 
as far as like slowing it down and it's going to stop him from getting the, the deal. No, I mean, you know, whoever you want, you know, whoever you want to do it, that's how it should be. If you want to do your own contract, you go ahead and do it. You know, he wants to keep that 3%, that 2% in-house, and I'm all good for that. And, you know, it's opening, you know, the avenue for mom and all this stuff. I'm all for it. Now, is it speeding it up? Probably not. But I don't think it's slowing it down, you know, a tremendous amount anyway. You don't think it's going to stop it? You think a deal is going to get done regardless one way or the other? Because, once again, it is Lamar Jackson. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you got to figure out MVP. how to do business with Lamar, you'll figure out how to do business with Lamar. We have to remember there's a lot of time on this. Yeah. Now, there's salary cap gymnastics coming on. Uh, obviously, March 15th is, is the time that they have to get underneath the salary cap. Whenever you think about that, and obviously you're an older player, so you've been around a long time, there's going to be guys that are about to get cut or traded that we never thought were going to get cut or traded. And you weren't a cap casualty. You were in the middle of a turnover, I believe, whenever you left Denver to go to L.A. But what is your thoughts on this time of year, and how do you view it, and what do you think the purpose of it all is? That's a little deep. You know, that's what make that's what makes the NFL like so crazy. We have all these interesting things about, you know, uh, football. We got the refs on the football field. Oh, uh, they're great. The Remember? We got the combine and now we got we gotta have our every team has got to be under the salary cap. I mean, that's what makes the National Football League, you know, what it is. And um, you know, every single year you, you we we are in this we get in this period where guys get cut that you didn't think. We could. They just signed a deal, but now they released and going to another team. And you know, I, I think that's what uh, it's crazy. But that's one of the, the crazy, interesting things about our league that makes it so uh, so. It makes everybody want to watch it. You know, it's, uh, it's it's that's just one of the things about the National Football League. Um, Connor has a question for you, Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn, how did you uh, take the news when Leslie Frazier was reported that he wasn't coming back next year? And also, because of that, do you kind of know going into next season, like, hey, I might need to be a little more involved in as far as game playing goes across the board for the defense, or does that change anything for you? No, 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 man. I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I gotta get, I gotta get after the quarterback. You know, that, that is my job. We, we have, you know, a, a number of guys on our, on our defensive staff, from Coach McDermott to Coach Washington, um, all these guys that have been def- defensive coordinators before that could easily step and do that job. You know, football is already hard enough. Getting after the quarterback is already hard enough. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stay where I'm at. Um, but yeah, like I had said with Coach Fraser, um. You know, it was just it was it was it was surprising. I mean, I didn't I didn't mean that in a negative way. You know, he had had so much success throughout all of these years, and usually when a coach walks away, it's like right after the season. Um, but for him, you know, he took a little bit of time, and you know, he decided to uh, you know take some time off, get some things in order, and you know, he's uh, he's entitled to that. You know, he's he's been around the league a long time. He's done a lot of things. Won a Super Bowl as a player. Won a Super Bowl as a coach. Um, whatever he needs, you know, to get his mind right. I'm all about I'm all about players and coaches first before like this game. You got to make sure you're right. You got to make sure your energy is right to go in there with all of these men and all of these women with these organizations. You got to make sure your energy is right. You got to make sure you're ready to go. And he's always been right, and he's always been ready to go. So for him to say he needs a break. You know, let's 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 give him a break, and we'll see him in twenty twenty four. Avon Jordan Poyer's gone. Leslie Frazier's gone. Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Oh, oh no, shit. the Bills are dead, Vaughn. That's the Bills <laughs> are dead. We we still got Josh Allen, man. Drew, hey, hey, that is being forgotten in a lot of those tweets. Ty has a question for you, Vaughn. Vaughn, with where you're at in your rehab, like, uh, are you good to like? 
Can you go play golf or are you kind of, can you only play, uh, you know, like PJ online? Can you go out and kind of get active uh, at greener pastures farms? Can you play a sport like pickleball, you know, where it's like, you know, you can't really move that much. I mean, obviously heard you, you know, mentioning PAX PXG lid, like, are you in good enough shape um, where you can do that stuff and you don't have to worry about tweaking or re-injuring your ACL? I so this is this is the crazy thing, you know. With me and Dr. Cooper, um, of course, we talk about football and all that stuff. But constantly, it's always when can I play football? When can I do this? When can I put? When can I chip? When can I you know, <laughs> hit my irons and drive? <laughs> Every time we talk, that's in that's involved. Like not not only just hey, when I'll be able to run, or when can I do this or do that? It's always okay. When will I be able to play golf? You said I can play golf in three months. We're at three months now. And you said I'm ahead of schedule. When can I go? So. It's uh, we're just we're at that point now where I probably could go out there and play golf. I probably could go out there and do all the things on the golf course that that you know that make me happy. But still, we're just gonna slow play it one Smart. or two more weeks. I got a tea time. I got a tea time with Patrick Mahomes next week here in, here in Dallas. I'm gonna be ready for that. I'm, I'm gonna be ready for that. Then I had to, just had to take another break after that. But into March is when. You know, um, golf should be full go for me. Hey, you're working on your putting, though, obviously, right? So we got good hands. I work. I, I probably hit about 200 putts every day. Dude, that's Dang. all. I mean, you're golfing with Mahomes. He's golfing he's all the time. Oh, he, yeah. You know, he's been celebrating a lot. That guy's mm-hmm. been, he's oh. a stick, too. I assume yeah. he's Later. fucking Patrick Mahomes. You bury yeah. a couple putts. That steals the entire trip. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Vaughn. Let's go, yeah. Vaughn. Go ahead, AJ. Vaughn, you're going to uh, eventually, uh, maybe, I don't know why you're still playing and when you're done playing, getting some of these uh, kind of celebrity tournaments. I saw you out in Tahoe a couple years ago. I played with McManus. He sa- he claimed that you were supposed to caddy for him the first round. Now, you didn't caddy for him. I, good decision by you Smart. if you thought yeah. about doing that. But is that something you were going to do, actually, and carry his bag? Yeah, you know, I was uh, – because I had got invited to the Tahoe Golf Tournament, you know, years. But um, when me and McManus um, – like, right when me and McManus first started getting cool and you started to learn about, you know, your, your best friend's dreams and aspirations, you know, one of his dreams was to play in the Tahoe Golf Tournament. He was like, every year he would ask me, Vaughn, if you can get me in there, if you can get me in there, <laughs> if you can get me in there, like, I, you know, I owe, I, owe you, I owe you a massive one, right? So the way for me to get him in was to be his caddy, which I, I had agreed to be his caddy. So it could be like the kicker, linebacker, like duo, and, I'm you know, I'm his caddy and, but go. 2020 happened. 2020 happened, and like COVID and everything was so crazy that I had to like drop out of that. So I was, I was, that was, I was supposed to be his caddy, but I didn't end up doing it because of you know 2020 and COVID. Hey, you're a great friend. Hey, you're wow. a great friend. I got him, man. I got it done. I got it done for my dog, man. I got it done. Hey, McMahon is a good dude, dude. One of the freak show athlete, freak. Athlete. Hey, people don't believe that. I don't think he's a freak athlete. Man, you know about these these pickers, these these kickers and these punters, man. They they crazy athletic, man. It's hey, crazy, man. Hey. They ain't too much that they can't do. Hey, say that. I think you clipped that. Can we please put that down in the goddamn thing, Vaughn? Uh, we appreciate the hell out of you, buddy. You're the absolute man. Every time you come on, I feel like uh, we get a chance to learn something about you. And it's like, this guy's brain is so fucking big. It doesn't make sense how you're so good at football. Can't wait to see your return. And excited to see what the Buffalo Beals look like next year. How's that training? You, Derrick Henry, and D-Hop, what are you guys doing? You're running around the greener pasture farms? Or what what are we doing? Where? No, we're at at Melvin uh, Sanders Gym here in Dallas, man. And, um, you know, uh, Derrick Henry's been going there for a while. I've been going here for, like, three years now, and um, D-Hop was looking for a place that was going to be in Dallas, and 
you know, I had recommended him come over here to Sanders and, you know, we all get it in, you know, we, uh, you know, of course, you know, when I, the Derek Henry's, you know, trying to get Derek Henry to Buffalo, D-Hop, you know, of course I'm going to work those angles. But, man, most of the time we're just in there working, man. It just, it's just uh, enjoyable uh, to be around these guys. One thing that I would, you know, leave y'all with, last year, I mean, last week when I was at the combine, you know, and I'm meeting with these guys and, you know, and and to another note, like, I appreciate all those guys for, like, sitting down and, and talking and, and really helping me out with my life, taking time out their life to help me out. Ho, 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 ho. I mean, I can't really, you know, I can't really get into, but I talked to, I talked to a lot of guys and it was super cool. With Bean? You were with Bean or you were about like. Yeah, I was with Bean. I was with, I was with Bean last week, but. Sitting at the table, the, sitting at the table. Hold on. We're sitting at the table with Bean at the combine. Yeah, I, I met with Bean and, you know, I got to shadow and, and talk to a lot of guys okay. on what it takes to be, you know, a big time GM. My first step, because I don't know anything about any of this stuff. So to just to be there and watch and observe was huge for me. But one of my main questions was. You know, as a player, it's all about winning. Like, they tell us, AJ, when we go into the locker room each and every year, no matter if we got a quarterback defense, no matter whatever, it's about winning. Win, 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 win. But the other side of it is not always about winning. So after I see, you know, the Lamar Jackson stuff and, you know, other players with other type of contract disputes, it really makes me think, is it really all about winning the Super Bowl each and every year because if it was, if that was our main priority, then some of these things would kind of iron themselves out after that. Yeah. And another question uh, that you're I You're saying it's another, a little another, bit of a fugaze, it seems like. We're not all about winning. It doesn't seem like if we're doing a and lot if of we these, are, it's, yeah. it's few teams, it's few teams that really are, and you, and you see that. But my, my question would be is if everybody was all about winning, if everybody was about you know, spinning up to the cap, trying to get the best players in there, and it was all about winning. And another question that really um, stuck with me was, or, or another idea, or another another thing that I saw. Right, there's all type of evaluations for players. You got the combine, you got pro football focus, you got all of these different things that evaluate players. But if you build a team, you're trying to have, you, you're trying to your first time GM, you're trying to build a, a great team. There really is no service for coaching. You know, there really is no service that says this is the number one outside linebacker coach or this is the number one head coach in the league. It's all off relationships and mm. what you know. You know, so that was two of the that was two of the things that I really picked up for the combine. It was it was a uh, it was a hell of an experience, man. Um, you know, being around uh, Bean and you know being around all these guys, man. It was super dope, man. And it just pushed my dream even further. Like this is something that I that I really want to do, and I'm a exhaust all options to be able to achieve that. Hey, it sounds like you're on the right path, pal. I think that's the right question that a lot of GMs ask. Like, hey, is this owner, like, is every building go all in? I assume is what you're, because you hear stories about places and then people get jobs at some places and it's vastly different than what they thought it was going to be or sign up for. That's good. Hey, you're yeah. doing, re, you're doing something like uh, some recognizance. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that what the word is? Recon. Yeah, recon. Yeah. Reconnaissance. Reconnaissance. You are, hey, let's go, Vaughn. Yeah, boy. You're going to go do it, dude. We're thankful for yeah, you, pal. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, guys. Keep training. Keep getting better. Hopefully that super athletic shit mm -hmm. is right around the corner. Yeah, I'll be ready to go. <laughs> hey, let's make some putts next week. Vaughn Miller. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. So is every building all in? Like, you know, feels like there's been some places I've been to or I've heard about where they're just trying to kind of have a team on the field, mm -hmm. be good, 
Mm-hmm. Each owner is very different. The orders from the top, I'm sure, are very different for each GM and head coach. Yeah, like he gets asked those because I feel like every time a GM has come on our show, they're very open. Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't talk a lot, right? Honestly. GMs are not – they don't do I, – I guess they do that year-end media, but you don't really hear from GMs that much. When they start opening up, especially with each other, and if Vaughn's like – asking questions to GMs like he hoping to be I would love to hear the information listen to two thoughts he had a coaching evaluation system would be nice yeah. you know Vaughn Reich really given nice. 800 million dollars yeah. in contracts yeah. to fired coaches yeah. over the last five years that's if we could figure out good coaching that'd be fucking fantastic somebody probably yeah. in Vaughn's yeah. like yeah you're right that is that's a, a great that's, point because that's a real deal yeah you have no it's all networks and connections it's part of the whole process and the coaches uh salaries are guaranteed so once they get cut, they're getting full salary, pretty much. So whenever you – every player has said there's good coaches and bad coaches, I think. I don't know if media talks about it as much. Coaching staff gets fired. Everybody just kind of like, oh, the DB's coach is gone. Oh, this guy's gone. Oh, this guy's gone. It's like, hey, some of those guys that are leaving your building are – Vital. They could potentially yeah. be the next fucking Belichick. Like, yeah. huge. You know what I mean? There's a lot of that that happens in there, but it's all a process. That Washington uh, football team mm-hmm. – before being the Washington football team, right. sure. they had that coaching staff where it was like Shanahan, McVay. McDaniel, McVay, LaFleur's, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like the whole, it's like, oh, damn. Like you don't even think about that, but it's probably a pretty good coach team. Can't believe they didn't. What and happened? More yeah. games. Well, Jay, Jay Gruden was, you know, hitting on coach and smoking darts at the bars downtown, I think. That was via video. We do not know yeah, if it was photoshopped no. or not, but that video <laughs> right. definitely exists. Excuse me. Allegedly, through a video that I've seen. But to his point. Numerous about, times we've seen multiple mm-hmm. sources that yep. put it out mm-hmm. there. Yes. We have seen it. Yeah. And to and his, I don't think he's doing anything. He was just smoking a dart right. Smoking a dart with yeah. no shoes on. Sitting applesauce. Exactly. Yeah. Crisscross applesauce. He do it. Yep. He's he was, an adult. He's allowed to do that. Absolutely. He was not, it allegedly looked like he was biting the girl's ear off when he was, you know, next to her, but sure. I didn't see that. Oh, see, that yeah. would be, that would, that would be the part. We can pull slanderous. it up. He was in the, We are not running the video. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but uh, Vaughn's point about teams not trying to win, I mean, obviously that team we were just talking about, and then, you know, you were on a team that one year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I'm just saying, one year there were some people, and you've mentioned this before, that were – Definitely trying to win, and then there are some people that might not have been trying to win every single so, football. So, game. like players and coach, I think like players, you're not going to see them ever tank. Like you can't. The right? suck for can't. Like, can't. There's yeah. so many guys no. that like this is my only opportunity to make a living. What I'm putting tape out here. This is my not if you care about it. Not if you care if you have any pride. You, there's no way you're tanking. Not only football. pride, but like business. Any angle you look yeah. at it, people aren't going to do it. No. Yeah. Like there's I, guys that hate football. That they're in the NFL that hate football, but they love what it brings them. They still are not going to throw the game. They're not going to cash it in or just say I'm not. I'm not trying hard. I actually had to have that conversation one time with uh, an assistant coach at one of the positions. Because he gave a speech in like a special teams room about how some of you don't love football and it's obvious. And I like went up to him. I'm like, "Hey, motherfucker, you're talking about don't love football. Love money though. Yeah. Okay. So like, there is <laughs> there's a motivation. Okay. Yeah. So like, we don't there there is a motivation for them to go. It's like make that happen. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you can make that happen in there. The coaching matters. And uh, that's a crazy part about Vaughn getting to experience. I'm happy for Vaughn, man. Yeah. You know who else I'm happy for? Who's that? Who's that? Hey, Pac-Man had a great week out here. Yeah, he did. Hey, Way to go, Pac-Man. AJ, he added so much to the show, didn't he? Of course. Pac's the man. I love those glasses he's got on today, too. Are those his or did Mick give those to you? Oh, no. These are mine today, AJ. What are they? What are they? Good. What's a cheek? Oh! <laughs> 
brought the same basic ass car here today, though. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was going to mix it up. <laughs> yeah. I was going to drive my dirty truck like AJ, but I didn't think I would make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, little, it's a little bit of a drive. We appreciate you making it. And the people have appreciated not only your input, your vibes, your energy, what? your contribution to the show, mm-hmm. but also because two for two here so far on giveaways. That's Ooh. right. Yeah. Oh. You going to make, make some putts today again? I don't know. Or, uh, Is that what try? you yeah. Pack, what are you thinking? What do you want to do? I'm putting. All right. PXG oh, okay. hat. All right, here we go. Yeah, PXG hat. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Pat. Come on, Pat. To send hey, this Pat, Thursday. Are, go ahead. Pat, what are the shoes you were wearing when you're in your pickleball games? Those, like, little mid-black shoes. Those are those old Jordans that are, like, the best Jordans they've ever sold, yeah. and then they stopped selling them. They're sweet. Oh, okay. I have some. Eclipse. Dude, I pitched I pitched the Eclipse, yeah. I pitched them to one of the Jordan guys. When I met him, he was out at Stanford. I think his son's playing. He's, like, one of the Jordan guys. I got to meet him because I was calling the game. And I go, what's his name? Oh, I thought you probably know the guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but I, I talked to him. Good guy, good dap up. Hey, thank you so much for everything I was wearing. I forget what pair I was wearing. But then I told him, like, hey, I think I can sell the eclipses to a lot of whites. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to, if you <laughs> ever, lot. if you want to. I'll know, buy 10 more. I'll buy 10 more pair if they put them out. Me too, dude. I fucking love them. They're the greatest workout shoe. That There they are right there. Oh, They're yeah. clean looking. They have not only white, there's yep. black, there's gray, there's so many different things. Oh, yeah. I have like six colors. So comfortable. And they just, they're impossible to find. So I want to let the community of people that know about those shoes, because there is those people. Mm-hmm. I attempted to. I attempted to get them back. Trying to bring them back. First time I had the opportunity to talk to somebody that was in a position at that place, I let it fly. Haven't talked to the person since. Sure. But I certainly made the case. So hopefully, my buddy's a shoe collector. He's sitting on like twelve of these right now. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. And I, and I was like, Smart I'll give man. you so much money. He says, No, I'm holding out. Somewhere in like one of my, I have like two pairs that I haven't worn yet. I had three. This has become mm-hmm. the, the moment for these shoes mm-hmm. to kind of make their. Their presence in the world. Yeah. You gotta hold on to them. They're so good, those shoes. I wear them out like to nothing, and then I wear the next pair. Workouts, walking around, the whole thing. They're sweet. They're the best, AJ. I know. Believe me. I I, I try to keep mine okay. The bottoms are wearing down because I, can, I don't have any more. I B- like wearing them. Bingo. And I, I started to sense that they were And running. there's no mm-hmm. answer why they took them off the shelves either. Like, I know, like, Nike came out with, like, the roaches or whatever they're called, and they were kind of similar, but the Eclipse like, were way nicer. Just so much nicer. Yeah. And it's just, you got the... Yeah, you got yeah, fucking jump man on yeah, What are we even? What are we even? It looks you sweet. wearing? Hey, it's Friday's? Yeah, look at these fuckers. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Fucking cut the lawn in these, jump in these, work out in these, mm-hmm. and I'll go to a goddamn gala in these uh-huh, things. Okay, you, you can't even name it. <laughs> they were the best, gala. dude. Yeah. To raise money. That thing that you weirdos at the top of the pyramid do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what pyramid. Top of what pyramid? You know, what number pyramid? five you know. overall, old CBA. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm talking about. Like pyramid scheme situation you've been getting into. Speaking of money. You need a cup, yeah. Yep. That's smart, by the way, because if right. you were, yeah. that would have been bad. Throwing oh. it off, yeah. All right, here we go. How many people, Pack? 20. 20 people. All right. Ooh. That's a lot of fucking people. Right. Here you go, Phil. How many are you making? How many are you making? Two. Okay, Ooh. two out of five. Like that. 20 go. people, $500. He is an Ain't avid golfer. Hole. Just like Bruce. That's right. Yeah, simple. Put it through the back of the hole. Adam Pac-Man. Oh, that's smooth. To go three. Oh, that's smooth. First mail giveaways on the week. He goes one of one. All he needs to do is go one of four and 20 people win $500. Who retweets this video? Say something nice to somebody. Pace. Good touch, though. Yeah. And use the hashtag PMS Live. Mm -hmm. We do not know if Cash App is the... Oh, yeah. So we will open it up. Yeah, just... It is a lot more work, but we will open it up. 
All Pac-Man has to do is make one more putt. Oh, no. We got two putts left. Pac-Man goes one for one early, misses the next two. Now we got two left for 20 people to win $500. Come on, Pac. It was easy. It's a straight putt, Pac. Go ahead and just roll it right to the back of the hole. Adam, Pac-Man ooh, Jones pulls ooh. another one. Knock that left. in. Like, like uh, uh, we will say yeah, this. Eight like of the, the last nine putts have been pulled to the left. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Cole messed that up. Don't push it right. Adam Jones for 20 people to win five hundred. Oh, oh, no. oh, Still got wheels. He ran oh so God. fast over there. The walk off. Oh, the walk off. <laughs> so close. All right. Means you got to come back, dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow with a feel good Friday. The chance was there. Oh, I thought it was in. The stress was intense was real. Yeah. And the celebration was so close. Here's a replay. Pack, pack, pack. Look. And you're gone. Gone. Oh, oh my goodness. No. Oh, no. All right, AJ. Great show today, pal. We appreciate you, buddy. Hey, appreciate you guys. Good work, Pack. I think you're. You know, give him another shot. So he'll make it. No, yeah. no, yeah. Next, yeah. Next hey, time, whoa, whoa, whoa. Next, next time, next, next time. time. Yeah, yeah. No, of I course. Phil, yeah, yeah, Phil, yeah, Phil exactly. might send a bomb in the mail to me. And also, we got to figure out what's going on with our. Uh, yeah, where we're doing that. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know. Cash App support sent us a little right. bit of a. Excuse me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well we got to figure that out. We got to figure that out. I'd say. They've made it much easier. Oh yeah, it's been nice. You're, what, you don't like Cash App anymore? No, we do. We do. We do. We just not. Oh, they didn't too. They don't like us. Yeah. Sort of really? Reason. No, we don't oh, know Bruce. if that's the Bruce case. What it feels like? Sure, it will never happen again. Yeah, just what you th- do. This Bruce? is like kind of talk about Lamar. You know how they talk about speeding things up. Like, whenever we kind of handle the shit ourselves, it's like, all right, we'll still give you. We'll figure it out, mm-hmm. and then we'll make it happen whenever the time is right. That's kind of how it's been. And it's very like, yeah, it's good. It's been great. I mean, we got a lot of nice. We have a lot of that type mm-hmm. of thing. Cash App support was like. No, we ain't got to fucking deal with them. Let's let's we got nothing to do. Let's do yeah. And it was a tweet to our tweet, yeah. a reply to our tweet. Like kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And we're like, well, let us step in here for a second with the gold check mark. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real Legacy deal. Yeah, not just blue. What is that? That's a real deal check mark. That, yeah, that's, that's the new blue check which Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Well, oh, yeah. it's real deal. I think you're that, a real company. That's the actual blue check mark of the past. Which who would have thought that there would be another one of those? No, I remember somebody just getting bashed in the shins repeatedly by a bunch of people mm-hmm. whenever that was even mentioned on a show. It looked a lot like this one. Uh-huh. You know, a microphone. It looked a lot like this one, Very but similar. didn't sound like this one though. No, no. Zito, no, no, great no. work today, bud. Let's go. You and Jay crushed it. Foxy, you're working back. Nick, fantastic job. Brucey boy. Way to go, pal. Yeah, baby, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce. really found his own on the pickleball court, hasn't he? Has. He? he has. Good player. He's an afternoon pickleball boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard that league stinks. It does. It's the feeder system. <laughs> That's what they're saying. <laughs> it's corn <laughs> fairy. <laughs> yep. See, this is, this is going to turn bad because you're going to push the breakfast pickleball, and then there'll be 10 It's the morning pickleball boys. Yeah, the Thank breakfast you. With a Z. Will the afternoon group like evade like back in the day WWE style? Yeah, just kind of show up on a tank. How do you advance from the afternoon group? I think he's going to wake up earlier. It's, a, it's a, quite a dedication. It's quite a commitment. Yeah. The breakfast boys are going to be pissed when there's 10 people in here and you got to wait. Will you please it. respect yeah. the morning pickleball yes. boys? Thank the crack, you. The crack deck boys. All the breakfast pickleball boys sounds much. We're now the BP. We don't, there you yeah. go. We yeah. don't eat that. Like it. Turn there it sideways. Go. You can put two nets up, two courts, I bet. Good. Oh. Good point. Yeah, you slide or maybe we get an outdoor court at some point. 
I just want to let everybody know. Couple outdoor clothes. Me and we will, but that's cementing and. Yeah. I mean, there's a, lot. <laughs> there's a whole see. there's a, a whole process. Yeah, cementing. You know, yeah, you're right. I mean, we do have a concrete company in the building, but he's fucking booked out. That's uh, right. Of course. How good he is at his business. Good and, for you. Good for and we're nowhere near where he lives. Um, that's also a problem with concrete. It's pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. The um, the tape job here with the painter's tape. Really good. Me and Con really good. we felt real good about it. Yeah, we knew right it's off perfect. the bat yeah. too. You could definitely fit some ports in here, though. Yeah, I think we could. That's what I'm saying. That oh, we, yeah. we have the lines already kind of created to go sideways. Exactly. Yeah. Because to paint it this way, we had to use the lines that are already there. Mm -hmm. Created a pseudo court. Mm -hmm. So the lines are already there for a pseudo court almost. Look, you can take even one of the fucking, uh, what are those, standing in the free throw lane thing? The, oh, yeah. One of the blocks? The circle? Yeah, the blocks, like those uh, lines. We can just line up those with the tape. Yeah. We could easily have two courts going this way here. That'd be nice. Something we got to work about. about worry like about a tournament. Yeah, exactly. And then we obviously put a commentator's table here. Mm -hmm. And easy. then we're live from the action. Yeah, very easy, too, to switch to doubles, too. So you can just put the nets together, play both sides. A lot of tape. Yeah, we're going to need different colors. Inside That's and singles, all. to the outside where we might have to be. Yeah. I've never played singles. That'll be fun. I've never so tried that. This is vastly different, I think. It is. Actual Way pickleball This is a lot tighter than a full court. Big yeah. time. Singles yeah. might be a little... Ugh. Aside from the serve, that's the only thing that would be different. Rules-wise? Yeah. Not dims-wise. Dims means dimensions. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. No, rules-wise. <laughs> that's what they say in the biz, by the way. Need what the, biz? The pickleball biz? The dim biz. Any, any biz. Anything that involves the dims, they say the dims. You know, comps. Okay. You just see the comps, mm -hmm. like in real estate. They're always like dims. I need dims on that space up there. I was told by a guy, straight face <laughs> named Russ. I haven't heard that. Dude, I lost. I stopped the whole conversation. We were in the middle of just like doing a whole thing. And this guy was a great dude. Seemed to be on top of everything. Had ideas. Fan of the program. You know, this guy was, it was awesome conversation. Name was Russ or Ross? Russ. Russ. Good guy. Russ, Russ was a good Ross. guy. Ty's neighbor. A lot of energy. Nah, no, nah, not nah. Ty's neighbor. Not a green guy. Different guy to come in here and design some stuff. And we're talking about some ideas. And I was like, how quickly can this happen? You know, I'm not a big like... Want to wait forever, guy? Yeah, gotta so be quick. Thing. He's like, I know. Yeah, he gave us some stuff. He said, all you need to do is just send the dims of that, the dims of that, and the dims of that. And I said, well, hold on. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's dimensions, and that's how we just say it. We just say dims, and he's like, oh yeah, the dims. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Cool. And I was like, my man, mm -hmm. you don't even know this, but I'm gonna say that forever. Yeah. And act as if I'm in the fucking biz, just like a light ranching. Light yep. ranching. Just like a light ranching. Any of those types of situations are beautiful. Russ. I think we're going to turn this place into a pretty cool place. We got all the dims over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tim brought in his laser uh, tape measurer, and he got all the dims of everything. We got laser oh. fucking dims. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Most accurate. <laughs> we, got all, we got opportunity. A lot of, the, dim, the dims of this place, a lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. A lot of space. Especially with that pickleball concept. Exactly. Because it's, like, perfect for this. Is it going to come and go? You think pickleball, obviously, it'll... it'll be a roller coaster of popularity but do you think it like how long does it continue to grow and rise it's like hey this is a thing it's so, a big deal so with us or the world that's an interesting the point. world everyone like you know, right now i mean i guess people that are in pickleball are diehard all in I the feel. world will keep going. it's still very much in its infancy yeah so yeah what are you saying the world will be you think we're gonna i love this i mean sport. there's always a chance with us that you know a butterfly could fly through here, and that's the that's our new favorite. Oh, thing. for sure, yeah, it'll end. Valid. It'll yeah. end eventually. We know that. Just when? When will it end? No, 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 dude. Listen. Actually, it's it's really good fucking workout. For it people. is. Boom. It's why. good cardio. Mm -hmm. It takes skill. And if you're a ping pong yeah, player, which everybody in here pretty much was, you can kind of play. Especially yeah. the one. -on -one. You get as much cardio as you want. Like, you can get a 
you can get as good a workout as you want playing pickleball. Like if you decide to hustle and get after balls, yeah, you yeah. can. It's tiring, man. You can forfeit a point. You can chase a point. For like sure. there's a lot of opportunity oh, yeah. to make decisions in there about your cardio. You picked up a paddle first time yesterday, right? Yeah. You switched paddle. Thought it was paddle's fault. Yeah. Turns out second paddle nowhere near as good as the first paddle. Hell better. But it didn't matter. Second he got better. Was way better. I lost the first game. I got my ass whooped the first yeah, game. Yeah, but you're a much better player. You picked up the sport mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. much better. I think if you had, he's an athlete, of course. Yeah, great sport though. It's hard though. It's harder than what it looked. And I, yeah, a lot of old people playing this. They need to make sure they stretch before mm-hmm. <laughs> before yeah. they play this game. I you little sore? Tearing their groin and you little sore? No, torn kill. I work out. Oh, still? You know what I mean, yeah. Oh, because in the morning, once at night. Well, that's he's yeah. coach. I think mm-hmm. I don't know if he's. Bam. Because didn't you call? Who called him old? You said he was. I old? said he was old because I don't work out and I'm fat and smoke cigarettes. So you're turning forty, dude. Yeah, I look younger than Connor. Exactly. <laughs> I do. Exactly. And I still won. You're younger than me. You're turning 40? Big 40. Are you going to run a 40 on 40? See Ooh. what it is? Oh, sweet. Never thought about it. 40 for 40 on 40? Do it. Yeah. That's All a good right. idea. You should train for this, too, and do a fucking – this should be a good yeah. – Nope. Just four. control the clock if it's not what you want it to be. A Just four, say four. it. 4-4-1. <laughs> four, four, hand time. Do. Hand time. We'll do hand time. Hand time. <laughs> I, I wonder what you would... I love AJ. That's how you know AJ always knows something about Aaron Rodgers. He's like, no, man, just change the clock. Smart, AJ. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh-huh. Freaking love you. Okay, let's talk about Aaron. <laughs> we haven't talked about it with you, I don't think, yet. Um, what? What happened? Oh, uh, don't be You asshole. tell us. Yeah. You tell us, sure. pal. Any, did anything happen that we... That 11 hour trip in California. Woody Johnson and Aaron Rodgers and the boys, mm-hmm. allegedly. Uh, what they do? Diana Rossini says, very optimistic. Yeah. The deal's getting <laughs> done right. in New York. A lot of things have happened, AJ. Would you like to comment on any of it or continue to be the guy that withholds information from every human on Earth? First off, in that picture, if you cut back to that picture, Aaron, that helmet looks huge. It looks like it's way too big up top, right? That does look like it is a little spaceshipy. He's, he's been forced More into space. that helmet too because he he was he thought he was grandfathered in like far with the old school helmets, and I think they they forced him to update it and do that, which he still looks I good, a lot better it. than some of the other terrible ones. I'm sure he was very thrilled. Zipper, yeah. pumped to switch. Yeah, uh, I don't know honestly if yeah, he knew that answer. The Jets, the Jets really, really want him from all the reports of what it sounds like, right? And if they want him, when when will this happen? If they want to sign him, they want to trade for him. Wouldn't they want to use him to recruit other players to the team? So they would want it to happen soon. Okay. All right. So let's take what he just said. All right. Let's just take what he just said. Saying, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to play football. But yes, what I'm saying, the Jets obviously are very thirsty. They need him. They want him. Publicly, the Jets. I think privately, you would know better than anybody. Retirement's still very much on the table. I guess. I don't know how because he's so good. But, I mean, he says it is, right? What's Tom Pelissero reporting? He said on here. Tom Pelissero, the Jets have worked through the compensation and contract for Aaron Rodgers. It's up to him to let them and the Packers know what he wants to do. Mike Garofolo said the Jets won't rush Rodgers. Everything about the Jets, right, publicly is just like, I'll cut my dick off for you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, I will. uh, (laughs) What's that? Players are recruiting him now, too. Like, how does... Like, if they don't get him, how does Zach Wilson and everybody else feel? Hey, listen, you got a penthouse here. You can stay in. I got a house out in Jersey you can stay in. If you're here during the summer, got a place in the Hamptons. You can, hey, listen. You can wear 12. Yep. Well, how is Stern, does, 
Is Howard Stern still in the city, though? I don't think Howard would be a big no, fan. No, I don't think there. Howard would be a big fan. <laughs> Howard's what in happened to that One guy. person in a city, yeah. this guy. Well, it's not, it's not too Howard great. Howard Stern? It's not too great. It just he popped into my head. I know Howard's going to be <laughs> Maybe that's something. <laughs> when did that guy, what did happen to that guy? He's still doing it, bro, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's still doing it. But like, when did he get so... Stern. Stern really changed the whole game yeah. business-wise when he's he took that serious deal. When he took that serious deal, it was a huge deal. That's a big deal for everybody. Massive. That's Matt right into the digital world. Is Diggs going on the show? Did he ask Diggs to be a guest? I do not believe he's been asked by Howard or Robin. I we have think. contradicting ideas on things. Baba Booey may have said something to him, though. <laughs> You're right. I, I forgot about Baba mm-hmm. Booey. Hey, Howard Stern, complete disruptor. Oh, yeah. Still crushed. Used to be. No matter. <laughs> Tony. Now he's Tony. Allegedly. Now he's, wearing, allegedly. now he's wearing four or five fucking. Yeah, but you saw it, so, like, <laughs> still got the juice. Still got the yes. juice. Still got the juice because he got to your world. So still you even talking. knew that it happened. It was on my timeline. My special time. I have a special timeline. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. I bet you do. We know. What's he been famous, though, for 40 years? Oh. Running shit? 50 years? Since w- yeah, great movie. He's, he's great Private in that movie. Parts. Private mm-hmm. Parts yeah. was obviously a great movie back in the day. Since the Sibian Machine. WNBC. All right, let's get some phone calls and get the fuck out of here. He What he did get paid, like $80 million a year just yeah. a couple years oh, ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then right after that, a lot of people started talking has about a, some of that. Has a full work. channel of just reruns. I'm pretty sure that just makes a fuck ton of money. Uh-huh. How often does he do the show now? I don't know. Whenever I believe two days, three days a week, week or something. He got he negotiated. Was Mulligetta? Do we know? He's agent, yeah. Do we know if Mulligetta was the one that I believe so that did that deal? That would be cool if Lamar just signed with him, and then two days later, another two hundred thirty-one million dollar guaranteed deal That's happened. Up. Yeah, Justin Fields. That was your big push, by the way. I saw that today. I feel like you genuinely concerned about the situation for Lamar Jackson right now. I am, man, because I feel like he worked so hard to get where he at right now. He deserved to be rewarded, and. Sometimes you don't have the best people in your camp giving you the best advice. And also... And 3%, man, fuck that 3%. Any agent going to do it for... They'll give your mom that 3%. Yeah, probably for future deals. Yep. Marketing deals, everything like yeah. that. Everything's negotiable. So you can actually negotiate. Yeah. With, so you're... Hey, you and your mom, if this was an avenue that you're even thinking about contemplating, you can negotiate with the agent. So you're still... Hey, you're still in... You're still running this thing. That's right. One and a half. You're still in it. You're still doing your thing. Nobody will discredit it. Nobody will think twice about it. I do hope he gets generational changing wealth, though. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. And I'll, and remember, the best deal at the time is the best deal. That's mm-hmm. right. You know what I mean? Like, that is mm-hmm. something everybody has to remember. And don't negotiate yourself out of a good deal, I've been told, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, by some people. Let's go to Matt in Vermont. Oh, wow. Oh, on the 5 Energy phone line. What's going on, Matt? Yo, what up, Pat, boys? Shout out, Hammer Down, Pod, Hockey Talk. What? What? Just wanted to call in, talk a little bit about Danny Dimes. Pac-Man's been talking shit about that deal. I really think that he's going to be worth it for the G-Man. Not a baby, man. And they are going to win more playoff games with Danny Dimes and Saquon coming back. Under Dayball. Let's go, boys. That a baby, Matt. Matt's oh, a big yeah. Giants fan. He's got Woo! optimism. He don't like your bullshit about Danny Dimes, Pac-Man. These nuts. Okay, no. <laughs> Matt's in Vermont. Uh, we have an update on the internet. Aaron Rodgers, who has a Twitter account, has liked a tweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whoa. It is a tweet about Greeny. 
I assume slicing his meat off. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that is <laughs> what this one is, are we to assume? I think so. Done I don't deal. I don't know exactly what that video is or how what is all in, in that video. This one is the one where uh you need to send AJ Greeny's number. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And AJ I love that that was right. the like tweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. AJ, have you and Greeny FaceTimed yet? What what has that happened yet? I have not. I do not have Greeny's number. No. That's what he said about you. Yeah, yeah what the that's hell? interesting. Okay. Except you're the one that has, you have both of our numbers. You want me to? Group text. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm all right. I got a lot going on. Oh. Okay, Brian, Brian, we'll do it privately. You're right. Oh. You don't like group chats, we, chat rooms. No, remember? I would love for you to send me. Honestly, if you give me Greeny's number, I'd like to send him a text. I, I can't commit to like a FaceTime, but I'll text him. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> thank you. We're setting precedent here. Understand. Okay, this is just like Ryan Pohl is saying, I've already got an offer on the table for three ones. Uh -huh. It's not right. enough yet. He's saying, I ain't got time for a FaceTime. Okay. We got seven kids. We mm -hmm. got some shit to do, but certainly con that's big strides. Yeah. Happy to hear this. Two sports icons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Just send him little little nuggets, little nuggets. Hey, Aaron, Aaron says he looks really good in green. Just get him juiced, get him pumped. Oh my God, AJ, AJ, did Patrick's you green he, too though? Here's a picture. Yeah. I know you'd be fucking with him, but he'd get excited. Here's a picture of my house. I have Greenberg has been rich for a long time, twenty five years, thirty oh, years. Uh, mm -hmm. Imagine if Aaron actually ends up living in the house that like one of Greenberg's houses. You'd see it that he has there. That yeah. would be. Hysterical. You know, it could be you. You could be the broker. Yeah. You know, Greeny's uh, all-time goal on what he wants to do with Whoa. his life. What's that? He wants to be the MLB commissioner. Is that real? That's been his goal. At least he said it on Mike and Mike for at least 10 really? straight years. Dude, put him in there. I mean, we've seen the commissioner. Why not? Fire him in there. Yeah. I love Greeny. He's been good to me. Yeah, he's good to him. The internet, though. Because Greeny's been a part of every sports story in the mm -hmm. history of sports. Mm -hmm. Like, literally. Every single sports story. He's been directly in the middle of it going, his kind of thought, expert. Yep. His kind of thought, expert. Gather information, press back. He's been in charge of a lot. Greeny is the – he does, nobody he's really – He gives his opinion a lot more now, though, I think, that, which is good. He's in two Hall of Fames at this point. Yeah. He, he's a disher, though. That guy oh, is yeah. Stockton. Well, mm -hmm. he, watching him yeah. kind of navigate a show was – Really cool to kind of watch take place. He is unbelievable. I think it. people like him a lot more now that he's got a beard, too. He looks much he's more clean shaven. Agreed. Maybe Rugged. not so much. Now he's got the beard. It's like, this guy looks fucking yeah. cool. He wears Louis Vuittons, I think, every day. Yeah. Red bottoms. He's Louis like an incredible shoe collection. Boom. I assume he doesn't buy any of them. I would assume. No, no. Probably get sent to him. How about you? You buy all your own shoes and shit? Not all of them, no. Smart. Hell no. You got a pretty solid shoe collection, you? Yeah, I got Yesterday, people were talking about you with the LeBron Generation 1s yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Game changer. There's some impressive shoes. They really don't post the wear those, but you know. You were playing. Could you play basketball in those, Pac? They look like they're 200 pounds. Uh, no, they actually light as hell, AJ. Um, oh, the okay. look on the outside are a little deceiving. They probably a little, one of the lighter Jordans that they don't make. They they lighter than the patent leathers, and I love the patent Okay. Me too. These are the most comfortable, I think. Yeah. Oh, those are the best. The black one, I had the black ones with the red bottoms yes. when I was younger. Yeah, you got, cool. got the dress ones. Those are, uh, mm -hmm. there's numerous. These seemingly the most comfortable. Mm. Oh, yeah. For when, yeah, you're like out, those. when you have to be in and out. My feet aren't always comfortable in some of those J's. No. Got them just for show. Right. Like, I'm wearing this at a thing. And then I will never wear these again because they are so uncomfortable. But then they have like a good seven to eight, or it's like, can wear those out and about. Mm -hmm. Which brings us back to the eclipses. Hey. Bring them back. Let's them fucking back. get Need those them. back. Dana White had some things to say about the media today. If you didn't get you that, uh, go ahead and look back. I mean, he, he had a promo. Big fan. Hey, Real good big fan of the media. 
he he took it. I, I wonder why they continue to write things about him that he doesn't like. I don't know. It, it's not like there's a real adversarial. <laughs> no, no, there's not. <laughs> don't get a rise out of him. Michael Lombardi was great. It's been fantastic. Pac-Man, we appreciate you, dude. Better go back. We'll see you again, hopefully. Uh, yeah, we will. We'll see you again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see you again. Can't believe you missed those putts, though. I know. Yeah. So close. So that's why we, we're, it's going to have to happen, because you can't go out like that. You nope. have two big winners. That's right. All right, we're back tomorrow. Hopefully with more news. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. Goodbye.